Sometimes the fun begins when the paved road ends. Chevy Silverado 2500 HD is made to work hard and play hard on the road or off. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details and experience life in HD. I just saw a helicopter fly by the window. Well, I like right by the window. Maybe a good reason why I could. I was waving at the guy uh, flying the helicopter. You could see him there. Did he wave back? Yeah, that doesn't seem safe to me. No, he did wave back. Keep both hands on the wheel. (laughs) Ten and two. He was also texting. <laughs> While talking Let's on the phone not. and having a coffee, <laughs> it scared me. <laughs> Are they going to be going through the buildings today? Uh, well, you know, we've seen them. Uh, you know, in past years, come right down the river. I know helicopters, small planes. I saw a small older plane doing a loop de loop type of thing, practicing on Friday when I was on Lakeshore Drive over the really river, neat. over the lake. Oh, well, over the lake. Well, it was it was really neat to see. I'm glad you used the proper term there, the, the loop-de-loop. Loop-de-loop. Uh, if they are listening. That's the technical term, I'm Joe. Sh- I'm yeah. sure all the pilots are listening. Uh, if you could avoid the 303 East Wacker building <laughs> for the next four hours, I would, would greatly appreciate it. I get scared. <laughs> Isn't it scary when the they're so close to the I building? I think it's exciting. It's scary when you don't know it's coming. Yeah. It does startle you. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's exciting. All right. I'm closing the blinds. <laughs> Shwani's not going to get anything done now. He's just going to be looking out the window the whole time. <laughs> Those of you in the high rises around us that like to look into the building, and I know that there are many of you I've been watching the news, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm closing the blinds. Oh, baby. It is going to be summer today. That's for sure. Say 20, 90 degrees today, something? High of 90. Index of 1,000 or something? The high heat indices. 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 Uh, into uh, maybe uh, upwards of 100, and we will definitely feel that later this week. It'll be a bit cooler tomorrow, but Wednesday and Thursday, yeah, get ready. Highs in the upper 90s in those heat indices into the 100s. That's why I like playing this song. It makes me feel cool. It is a cool, cool song. It's a cool song, but Great song. it just makes me feel cool because I can <laughs> lean my seat all the way back in the car, you know, like Diamond in the Back, sunroof top. Yep. Digging yep. the scene with the gangster lean. <laughs> Drive with one hand on the, on the right, just wheel. Palming the st- steering palming wheel. Palming the steering wheel, your, your, your other arm hanging out the window. Ooh, my driver's ed teacher used to get so mad when I would do that. <laughs> I can imagine. You're supposed to hold the wheel at ten, ten and, two. and two, young man. Which I understand you're not supposed to do anymore, right? That's what I hear. Don't they tell you that uh, ten and two is not correct anymore? Well, how are you supposed to hold your phone? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. right. Exactly. <laughs> how am I supposed to hold the wheel at ten and two if I've got my phone in one hand and coffee in the other? <laughs> I actually did see somebody doing that driving in this morning. No. What, the coffee in one hand and the phone in the other? Gigantic Starbucks cup. I presume it was coffee. You'd never really know. And phone in the other. Wow. It, it was actually Dunkin' Donuts, Dean. Maybe. It was me. Maybe. Oh, it was you. <laughs> oh, 
Don't even get me started on driving around the city anymore. Let's welcome Joe into the. I'm uh, crowd so this mad morning. about this new these new lane configurations about around Chicago right now. Do you know what I'm talking about? With all the new construction, or it's they've changed. They've turned everything into one lane, and then they put a big cement barrier separating the parked cars and the bike lane. The bike lane is now along the curb. Mm. And then the parked cars. No, the the bike lane, cement barrier, parked cars, moving traffic. So everything's down to one lane now. And God help anybody if they're getting out of their car, the par- you know, they park your car and you get out, you're getting out right into moving traffic. Well, it is construction season. Mm-hmm. Twenty. Have I ever started complaining about stuff this Never early in the show? No. No, no, no. show? I was trying right? to be—I was trying to be polite, and I said, "Let's I got welcome a, Joe into the floor here this to morning." Complain about today, and and all of a sudden, I get this rant <laughs> from the other studio. <laughs> I was going to complain on such a nice day. Joe is here. Young Joe Brand is with yes. us today. Hi, guys. He's in for Andy today. Andy's uh, on vacation, right? Yes. He told me where he went last week, but. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really paying attention to <laughs> If it doesn't involve you, I you're think, not going to pay any attention. I think he went to Cucamonga. <laughs> Cucamonga. I just like saying Cucamonga. He's actually in Idaho. But. <laughs> well, there Cucamonga, is a, Idaho. Yeah, far, exactly. Funnier to say Cucamonga. Far-flung fork cast today. Cucamonga, Idaho. Well, listen to Joe getting into the features. All right. right. I've been waiting to return. Joe, how have you been? We've missed you on the show. Good, good. I miss you guys, too. A lot hear of weddings. You, I hear you uh, on the, the Blackhawks uh, pregame. Very excited. We yeah. hear you, uh, you know, every once in a while. Not enough, if you ask me. Wow. Uh, on WGN. Joe should be on uh, all the time. Uh, but uh, it's great to have you here with us. Well, today. thank you, Dean. I, I was hoping you would get to that a little bit earlier. That was what the forty dollars was, was for. Busy, I yeah, in. I was busy ranting about the traffic. True. Just true. wait, Joe. We're only fifteen <laughs> minutes in. So are we going to get just er- well, oh, we get an early oh, marathon show by quarter or? to eleven? Just you know. Let me tell you something. This traffic <laughs> in the city is. I don't know what numbskull thought that this was a good idea. It's like, oh, we have to protect the bikers. How about if the bikers don't cut along across? Jack, Jack, keep your keep your hand close to the How switch there. How about if the bikers don't cut across four lanes of traffic? How about that? Jack, to keep the bikers safe. <laughs> How about if the bikers pay attention to traffic lights if they want to be safe? How about that? <laughs> so I got a new bike. <laughs> Oh, they've been so annoying this week. I'm all for keeping the bikers safe. I'm all for keeping everybody safe. But come on, bikers, you have to participate in this process also. You know what I mean? It's pretty skilled when they're riding with coffee and and texting, too. (laughs) They're really up in their game lately. You do have to admire that a little bit. Yeah, It's as if they were out on a unicycle juggling balls. (laughs) Oh, I saw a bicyclist in the middle mm. of the lane, mm. not on the side yesterday. Oh, oh what a shock. In the middle can't believe of the it. lane. Oh, yeah. Wearing can't headphones, it. Yep. wearing headphones. And um, when I went around him, fortunately, there was not much traffic. It was fairly early in the morning. And I went around him and passed him, and I looked at him, and he looked at me like, well, what did I do? What yeah. are you looking at me for? Yeah, looking at you like, what do you want, Grandpa? <laughs> 
Yeah, that's about it. Where's your polydent, Grandpa? <laughs> do they even still make polydent? I believe they do. Can you give me a refresher course on what what that is? That's what, what polydent Sh- is? Shwani uses. To I keep use his it false every morning in. to put in my chappers. Shwani <laughs> uses that to keep his false teeth in. That's he used right. to use super glue, but it was wasn't as tasty. No, I developed an it, allergy to it. It wasn't as minty fresh <laughs> as the polydent. Um. Oh, don't even get. You want to set me off today? Talk about the bikers. I want to want to. You want to set me off on something today? I've, I can't even go. tell you the the number of times I'm sitting perfect. I'm stopped at a stoplight in the right lane, getting ready to go forward. A biker is to the right of me. The light. If they stop at the stoplight, the biker shoots over three lanes to the left. <laughs> In, the, in front of everybody. In front of everybody. Oh, that's happened to me, too. Yeah. 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 Me, too. Sometimes the cars just move so slow. It's it just... <laughs> <laughs> When's Andy coming back? Uh, yeah. All the flights from Cucamonga are uh, Cucamonga. Cucamonga. Who did that, Schwanny? And Cucamonga. Was that, uh, that was, Mel um, Blank? That was, might have been Mel Blank on a Jack Benny episode or something. Yeah, right. The, being the announcer at a, a train station, yeah. you know. Now boarding for New York, Cleveland, and Cucamonga. Who's Jack Benny, Uncle Dean? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did know the first guy is the voice of Bugs Bunny, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. You yeah. don't know who Jack Benny is. Was Jack Benny Uncle Dean? <laughs> That's the new character on the show since the last time you were here, uh, Joe. It's, I guess I must be getting old. Getting old? <laughs> Where have you been for the last 30 years? 40. I had to you move were, your walker to get into the newsroom you today. You were old when you were 25. What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, so today on the show, we've got Dr. Kevin Most, of course, as always. He'll join us in a few minutes. You're not going to complain to him, are you? I might. <laughs> I have a few things to say. I think he will, he will in his most gentlemanly way, just yeah. say, you know, Dean, you should take an anger management yeah. course. I like to put a thought bubble above. Just take a deep cleansing breath. <laughs> I like to hear what Kevin Most is really thinking when I'm saying <laughs> yeah. stupid stuff. Oh, especially the, said, week, especially the week that we did the feature giving out medical advice, even though we're not qualified to. <laughs> <laughs> or how about the time when our, our producer here, Jessica, was uh, with child and, and ready to uh, right. deliver. And you were going to we were all <laughs> We were all waiting to see if we were going to be pressed into service here. Right. Sure. I'll never forget his response. Do you know how concerned I am about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you had boiling water and hot towels going in the newsroom. You were, you were taking it more seriously than I thought you were going to, but we were ready. You know, we're, we're, we're basically her, her older brothers. That's her, right. Her older uncles. And we were just ready to and go as Dr. Do- Howard, Dr. Fine, and Dr. Howard. Oh. <laughs> Who's Dr. Fine, <laughs> Uncle Dean? Uh, we were ready to do that. So anyway, Dr. Most is going to join us today. Uh, we're going... With Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, and Dr. Dr. Howard. Howard, yes. And uh, also, we're going to go back for some, uh, some throwback interviews today. This uh, is the week that um, the 43rd anniversary since the death of Elvis Presley. So we're going to go back for my interviews that I did at Graceland 
with Tom Hanks and Austin Butler. Oh, from last year when the Elvis movie from was out. From last year when the Elvis movie came out. We're going to dust those off today. So. I saw that movie with Gildan. Schwani saw another movie this week. I did. I saw, saw, Oppenheimer. saw Oppenheimer. And in IMAX. Wow. wow. Look at you paying the extra what? money. It was. I got my senior discount. Now, did though. you pay the extra money or did you pay? I got my senior citizen discount. It was the only one at the 6 a.m. show. <laughs> you went to, you paid for uh, Barbie and then snuck in to see Oppenheimer. Was that what you did? No. 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 He paid for one and went to both. No, I went. I <laughs> <laughs> After he went to the uh, uh, exit door and let Gilda sneak in. <laughs> Hiding snacks in her purse. No, I saw it. So uh, you liked it, though. You loved it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did. I did. Very I much so. I'm telling you, that movie is right down your alley. And as I, and as I posted on Facebook, uh, get ready. If you haven't seen it, if you want to go, go see it. But it's pretty dramatic yeah. and very dark. Of course, the subject well, matter... It's about uh, an atomic be, bomb. Yeah, well, you expecting yeah. a musical comedy but about I the just, atomic bomb. It was, you know, across the board, the acting, the uh, cinematography, everything. Yeah, it's wow. Pretty, it's pretty wow. spectacular. Yeah. It's pretty spectacular. There's some pretty good movies out. We'll talk more about that later on uh, in the show today. We've got a lot of good stuff here today. I and, saw Casablanca, too. <laughs> <laughs> and did you see Apple Dumpling Gang? Wasn't that one of your favorites? Today we go to North Bend... Ohio. North Bend, Ohio. North Bend, Ohio. Right outside Cincinnati, actually. And it was founded in 1789 and incorporated as a village in uh, 1845. But we mentioned North Bend, Ohio, because uh, interesting... you American know, you, history. You, know, you forgot to here. say. You forgot to tell people to check their protractors. Oh yes, protractors yes, yes. Get out your compasses and compasses protractors and, and your newfangled devices because yeah. we go to. This is a new thing, Joe. That we also have now since the last time you were here. Uh, people uh, get their Google Maps and they check their Google Maps so they can follow along with what uh, Shwani's talking about. Seriously? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's We've really had cool. texts about that. They say they you know, they they got their phone in hand when right. they mention the town. I don't know what it has to do with compasses or protractors. <laughs> I still don't know what you're talking about. I'm just glad somebody's finally fact checking Schwanee. <laughs> <laughs> It's about damn time. <laughs> oh, well, North Bend, Ohio, does actually exist. It is in Hamilton County, as I would say, near Cincinnati. And um, it also had, oh, on May 5th, 1865, the site of an early holdup of a railway train. Mm. But we mention North Bend because it is the birthplace of President Benjamin Harrison, born on this date in North Bend, Ohio, 190 years ago. But what's really interesting... Did they call him Benny? Yeah, they did. They actually they called him Little Benny because he was oh. five foot six. Oh, now his, see, that's not nice. And his Democratic opponents um, that did not like him would say, "Well, you know, Little Benny is just going to do no, this, and not, he's going to that." So nice, nice that politics aren't that have evolved. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> argumentative. <laughs> right. <laughs> what What is interesting about the the Harrison family really is that his grandfather was William Henry Harrison, mm-hmm. the shortest term in office. He only served a month oh, once again, in short. office. Once again, short. Well, I, I don't know how the short theme. he was. I see the theme of your content. Today. But William Henry Harrison had served in office for one month. Yeah. Harrison's Didn't he get son, pneumonia? 
Yes, he got pneumonia standing out and giving a three-hour inauguration speech. Gave a three-hour inauguration speech without a coat. Without without a coat. Without a hat or coat. And it was raining, and, you know, he just said, well, I'm not changing my clothes. I'm sure it doesn't matter. (laughs) But his son, who uh, was uh, John Harrison, is the only man to have been the son of a president and to have a son who became president, huh. Benjamin Harrison. So oh, there's a big monument to the Harrison family Short Benny. in North Bend, Ohio, including Little Benny. And <laughs> little ben, North, little North, Benny. North Bend, Ohio, has an air quality alert today. Oh. It is hazy and 75, but they're going to be warm, too, a high of 90 today. Dean Richards, Sunday morning, WGN. Time once again for Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital, to answer your questions. But uh, this week, Dr. Most on assignment as uh, the medical director for the BMW Championship going on at the Olympia Fields Country Club uh, today. Uh, And uh, how are things going out there today? Man, you couldn't have a nicer day. I'll tell you, Dean, we've been so fortunate with the weather. Uh, Today's going to be a little toasty, but uh, the rest of the week, it's just been great. And these guys uh, that are playing the event, you know, the top 50 players in the the PGA Tour, were in Memphis last week and played in heat indexes of 100 and something. You know, they got down here, 75, 80 degrees early. You know, they were ready to put sweaters on. So uh, (laughs) they appreciated the break in the heat, and we're going to – Give them a little taste of Chicago heat this afternoon. Yeah. Right? So, what do you do as what, as medical director? What what did, what actually do you do? Yeah. So, I'm responsible for the players, the players' family, uh, the PGA Tour officials, uh, the rules officials that come here, and uh, the BMW uh, individuals. That's my portion of it. Uh, and then we have Franciscan Health as our partner to oversee the crowds. So. Uh, the PJ Tour appreciates when they have one physician who can take care of the players through the entire week, nice. whereas Franciscan Health is going to be great. And, you know, they're going to have probably 20, 30 doctors volunteering out here throughout the week uh, to take care of those patrons who may get uh, uh, get injured, who may slip and fall, who uh, uh, may get a little overheated today. Yeah, I was going to say that you may have a little bit of that today, right, with temperatures getting pretty high a little later in the afternoon. What kind of advice are you giving them? What kind of advice are you giving us facing a day where temperatures are going to be in the mid-90s and the heat indices will be, uh, you know, they're saying somewhere around 100 or so? Yeah, you know, my biggest uh, fear today, and uh, I'm very close friends with many caddies on the PGA Tour, and that's my biggest message to them is, hey, you guys, come on. You've been lucky for the last five, six days. Let's be really careful today. Because you got to remember, these guys are carrying a golf bag that weighs about 40, 45 pounds, right. and they're carrying it seven miles. So the players certainly uh, will be out there stressed a little bit, but I'm more concerned about the caddies, so that's where my focus is. But like you said, the air and water show is going on. You know, you get downtown, and you look at the prices for Gatorade or water or beer, and you're like, oh, I don't think I'm going to – I can't afford those. You really have to be careful and make sure you keep your hydration up because it will not be difficult today with the temperatures and the humidities where they are to get dehydrated very quickly. Now, are there signs that you are on the verge of dehydration or in dehydration? Isn't that part of the problem with that, that you're in it before you even know that you're in it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the two things we get concerned about, obviously, are dehydration, but then also heat exhaustion. 
you know, our body's pretty complex. We, uh, we, we, we have figured out how to cool ourselves, and that's why uh, we, our skin gets flushed. We uh, sweat. You know, we hope that there's a breeze so that the breeze blows over that sweat, which will cool the body, and that will help us from heat exhaustion. When the humidity gets up as high as it is, that uh, evaporation doesn't occur as well, so now we have the increased chance of more heat exhaustion. While you're trying to cool yourself, obviously you're sweating a lot, so you are losing a lot of fluids, and you want to make sure you replenish those on a regular basis. And I always tell people to alternate between water and a, and a power drink, whether it's uh, Gatorade or you know vitamin water, one of those where you know you're going to have some electrolytes in there because we all know your, your sweat tastes very salty, you're losing some electrolytes. So to replenish that along with some glucose is not a bad idea. And like you said, you often don't know uh, until, you, until it's almost too late. So you, you shouldn't have to stop and think, when's the last time I went to the bathroom? If it was this morning and it's 4 o'clock this afternoon, you're, you're stressing your body and stressing your yeah. kidneys a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, uh, sunscreen on a day like this uh, is a very definite must, right? Uh, absolutely. And it, this is one of those sunscreen and reapply. So don't just put it on and get in the car and leave. Make sure you bring a small tube with you because as you sweat, even the waterproof ones are going to come off. So all of the SPFs, you know, SPF of 30, SPF of 90, those should all be reapplied about every two hours. So mm. don't think you put it on once is enough. Wear a wide brim pad if you can. Keep as much sun off your face and the back of your neck. And uh, just be really careful. And, and probably one of the biggest things is look out for others. Um, you know, help that person, you know, buy somebody a water that looks like they may not be able to afford it. And they'll appreciate it today. Yeah, very, very definitely needed uh, days like this uh, and what we've got coming for the week ahead, which is also going to be very warm, uh, can be uh, not just uncomfortable, but can actually be quite dangerous. Now, uh, last week when you were out, we had uh, Dr. Murphy on from... Northwestern, uh, kind of perfectly timed, really, because of this new strain of COVID that everyone is talking about now. He gave us a lot of really good information about it. Is there anything new with the EG5 strain uh, that uh, has developed that, uh, you know, we are now learning things that we should be aware of right now? Yeah, you know, I think probably the biggest thing with EG5, or the, you might hear it be called Eris as well, um, the probably the biggest thing is we have to understand that as these strains get better, they get more contagious. And that's bad because it can spread much easier. And the other thing that's bad is we're not doing as much testing. So some individual who thinks, oh, my fall allergies are flaring up, could actually be COVID. And uh, with it being as contagious as it is, we're kind of let our guard down and we don't put all the precautions in place. So, All right. And there's our first phone dropout of the morning. <laughs> there, there is some bug in our phone system. If you're a, a regular WGN listener, you know that there's a, this bug in our phone system that just drops out from time to time. And uh, sadly, it just happened again with uh, Dr. Most. Let me take a break. We'll reestablish and uh, hopefully get things uh, going here once again. Otherwise, we'll just string two cans together with a, a string between them and see if that'll work. This is Dean Richards, Sunday morning. Back with Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officers, Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital. You're uh, telling us about this new strain of COVID, the Iris or EG5, uh, much more uh, contagious. Uh, as you were saying before uh, the phone gnomes uh, took you out, uh, 
what else do we need to know about the new strain, uh, Doc? Yeah, dude, I'm not sure if it's the phone gremlins or it's Jack. I think Jack just says, hey, I've heard enough Producer of Jack, today. yeah, just, enough, yeah. enough of this. <laughs> COVID schmovid, I believe, is what he... <laughs> But I saw a mouth through the, yeah. the glass window, yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, people do need to understand, because there will be some more confusion this fall, obviously, as we talk about the booster. But, yeah, the EG5, you know, it is pretty much the same symptom. You're going to get fever, you're going to get a cough, you're going to get a sore throat, you're going to get fatigue. And this one, actually, we kind of, with BA4, BA5, the loss of taste and smell that we saw initially with COVID kind of went away. And now we are starting to see some cases come back where it does have an impact on taste and smell. So certainly we want to make sure that, you know, you, if you're immunocompromised, you know, just be careful right now because you, you certainly don't want to get any illness. But with these new strains, we're very, you know, still in the early stages of, okay, is this going to turn out to be something worse than it is or are we going to be okay with it? Yeah, the good news is that it's not like the early days of COVID where if you got something, you probably were going to wind up in a hospital. And, you know, there's a fairly good chance that it could have terrible consequences. Uh, right now, this is sort of like a really bad cold, right? Exactly. And, and so for some people, it's going to, like I said earlier, it's going to feel like it's their allergies, their fall allergies flaring up. And, you know, we're very fortunate right now to have our immune systems across the country whether it's with vaccine or natural infection, where, you know, well north of 95, 97% of people at least have some protection in their body against this. But we have to understand that when you get these new strains, even a vaccine is not going to stop you from getting the illness, but it certainly will stop you or slow you from uh, getting any severe illness or ending up in the hospital. Yeah. Um, What about uh, uh, testing for this? Uh, Is our... Uh, the, the old test kits uh, that we bought during the worst of the pandemic, are those still okay to use and will detect this new strain? Correct, they will. So that's one thing that we're, we're very fortunate. When they made the testing kits, they made them on the foundation of it. And what I say is think of COVID as a car. You know, it's a car with four wheels. And the testing is saying, I'm going to go look for a car. But then with XBB, they said, you know what, instead of four wheels, we're going to have three wheels. Well, if we had made the vaccine to look for four wheels and not a car, we would see, oh, we're missing that opportunity. So as cars, you know, as the vaccine, excuse me, as the virus changes, our testing is still with the foundational portion of that virus. So the testing is still going to be good. Our concern is going to be what's going to happen in the fall when we start to vaccinate people and it will not be the predominant strain that is circulating. And Jim's got a question regarding uh, vaccination. Jim, you're on WGN. Hello. Good morning. Uh, thank you for doing this still, Doc. Um, the, um, uh, the decision was made what, a couple of weeks ago as to what they're going to be putting in a new vaccine. What's the reality of them actually being able to produce this by mid-September, late September, like they're saying? Because I don't see that happening. And, it, and we're trying to time the, the flu vaccine with the COVID vaccine here. And, and it, I just don't see that being a real time frame. Do you? Well, Jim, I think you asked two good two questions in, in there, and they're very good. One is going to be the timing of production. So we have three companies now focused on the exact same vaccine. So that's going to be good for one thing. And they stopped making the other booster. So the other booster, the BA4, BA5 booster, is out of production now. So all they're working on right now is the XBB. So 
The BA4, BA5, you certainly can get it. There's still uh, supplies of that. But now you have three companies focusing on it. It will be interesting to see when it's released at the end of September what the demand is for it. They think it's going to be a tempered uh, uh, demand. In other words, people are going to probably look towards getting it more into October when they can get it with their flu shot for the timing. So they're not concerned that they're going to run out early. And we also think that there's a lot of vaccine apathy right now. So we don't see, think we're going to see this huge onslaught of people going, you know, lining up at the end of September to get this. We think it's going to be more of let's wait and see. And what's going to happen? Are we going to see another bump here? And now we're going to see this triple demic again uh, in the winter. So uh, good questions on the timing of it as well as the production of it. Yeah, and thank you for the call on that. 312-981-7200 if you've got questions about this new strain or any uh, questions whatsoever for uh, Dr. Most. 312-981-7200 from the text line 630 asks, I just got off of a flight from Orlando with a guy directly behind me coughing and hacking the entire flight. This was two weeks ago. Three days later, I came down with COVID. I've had all my shots and boosters. I got Paxlovid starting on day one. It worked great. I tested negative on day six. On day 10, today, I woke up with a sore throat and a positive test again. Uh, What's going on? Yeah. So uh, I shouldn't say obviously, but chances are that this individual got exposed on that flight. The timing of it is appropriate for that. Tested positive for COVID. Very good that they took Paxlovid and it worked well. So that's great. But we do know that there are rebound cases. In other words, what Paxlovid does, it slows down that replication of the virus to a point where your immune system can really just pretty much knock it out. And again, Paxlovid keeps us out of the hospital in many cases or keeps us out of a more severe illness. But we do know that individuals who have finished their course of Paxlovid can have a rebound infection. In other words, the virus was not completely cleared from the body. The Paxlovid is. Now the virus has an opportunity to replicate again. And the immune system will probably still take a couple of weeks for him to catch up. But certainly he should not have another. This this portion of the illness should be shorter, probably three to five days. Um but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we do see those rebound cases. And uh, he probably caught a doozy of one, you know, just on the airplane. Yeah, thanks, uh, guy sitting behind him coughing and hacking exactly. for two hours. Yeah. Very courteous of you. Uh, for for this texter, though, uh, does he just let it run its course? Does he go back yeah. and get more Paxlovid? What what do you suggest? No, that he- I, I would let him run a course. Unless he's immunocompromised to a point where they're concerned with emphysema or heart disease, I would let it run its course. Paxlovid does have side effects. If he got through the one course without it, you say, oh, he could probably take another one. Well, it's not that easy. It's a multiplier effect. So I certainly wouldn't rush to go back. If it's just a little irritating sore throat, I would say tough it out. It's not worth the uh, side effect exposure from the second dose of Paxlovid. Here's Larry for Dr. Most on WGN. Hi, Larry. Uh, Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm in my late 70s. Uh, I was got the shots uh, in 2021, a total of three. And last September, I got the bivalent booster shot. And I know I'm overdue for a second booster. I don't know whether to get the bivalent or I just saw something in the news a few days ago that there's a new one for people over 65. And also, there's supposed to be a new one coming out this fall. So I'm wondering what the doctor... Oh, there goes the phone line again. <laughs> but but you oh, get, you get the... You get the idea, though, yeah, of, of what I, he's I def- asking. 
I definitely got the gist of this question. And again, we we're looking at a lot of these individuals with this exact question, Larry. So you're not alone here. So what you said is, hey, you know, I got that booster in September 2022. In April, we said, hey, you know what? Individuals over the age of 60 can go ahead and get a second booster. Anybody who didn't has kind of held off, and now they're going, well, wait a second. So let's just think about the boosters for a second. The booster that's available right now is based on the BA4, BA5. That was the predominant strain when we made this booster a year ago at this time. Since then, we've gone and seen the XBB. Everybody remembers XBB started taking over in the spring and is the predominant strain. That's what the vaccine is going to be based on that you're going to get in September. So, Larry, if I was you this close to September, unless you're going to travel somewhere, unless you're going to do something, I would wait. I would get the XBB. It's going to be closer in line uh, with what we're seeing now with the EG5. But I would not go and get the BA4, BA5, knowing that this new booster is going to be out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're uh, middle of uh, well, late uh, August right now. So, I mean, we're just yeah. a couple of weeks away from that. So why not wait? Uh, and real quick, Ken, you're on WGN with Dr. Kevin Most. Okay, great. I can hear you. Um, listen, I have a, a question about uh, any advice about cor- uh, further, uh, further having to quarantine if you test positive. Um, or if you like can work, but just maybe put a mask on, or you know how how is that how is that working nowadays? Yeah, how do you how do we quarantine these days? Yeah, it's really interesting. Really, probably places the only places that are really quarantining well right now are hospitals and health systems, where we still if you have symptoms, you're tested, and then you're you're kept out of the workplace until your symptoms have resolved. If you have somebody in your workplace, you know certainly I would say hey. Don't come into work, or if they do, isolate them, quarantine them as much as you can, and have them wear a mask when they're out with anybody. For the general public, we have to remember that nobody's going to do anything right now. They are pretty much going to say, I'm going to do what I want, uh, even though they have tested positive. Personally, I think out of uh, just the social uh, way that we should all, all act is if I, test, if I were to test positive for COVID, I'm going to minimize all my exposure outside, and when I do, I'm going to wear a mask to hopefully at least slow the virus from spreading to anybody else. But we don't have any formal quarantines right now except in health systems. Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. And uh, we hope you have uh, a wonderful time out there at the BMW Championship in Olympia Fields, Kev. Thank you so much for joining us. You got it, Dean. Thanks. And I can tell you, Dean, I can't tell you how many people have come up to me this week because I happen to have a name on my golf cart and how much they appreciate and enjoy your show. So it's, it's been very cool. Well, it's very, very nice, but, uh, you know, you're the man that's been delivering all the information for the last three years. So yeah. I'll, I'll deflect <laughs> the compliment over to the doctor who's doing all the heavy lifting. Uh, thanks, Take Kevin. Care, Have a great day. You got it. I almost wore shorts to work today. I almost did, too, actually. I did. <laughs> Wasn't that great, the way that just kind of went from (laughs) My shorts are just right. (laughs) I can't wear shorts to work. I know I'm breaking a newsroom rule by wearing shorts No, I think it makes... You're the only one that has any sense. (laughs) It's going to be so hot outside today. But I just... I think it's going to be hot today. Wait till Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I wore my light shirt, too. I did wear a light shirt. It's nice of Jack to be delivering us mojitos today to cool us off. We do have, we in the hot weather, uh, producer Jack really is our pool boy. <laughs>
<laughs> he really is just delivering a school. Job. By the way, I could use another one, Jack. <laughs> you, you do have the ice in there. Shwani, can you wear shorts to work? I can't. What do you mean, can I? I have. It yes. just feels, I just don't, I feel like I'd be out of uniform. No, I I, I do. I mean, seldom, but I I've do. I've never seen you in shorts. I've, I've worn them. I've worn them. Um, and like I said, I kind of thought about it today, but uh, was in a bit of a hurry when I left home this morning. Is that so. why you were two hours late? <laughs> <laughs> was not two hours late. You know what? Now that I think of it, I did see you in shorts that once um, mm-hmm. on the beach with your metal detector. Believe <laughs> <laughs> it or not, that song came out 35 years ago today. Doesn't it seem like you know, like one of these songs that just came out a couple of years ago? Michael Jackson, Smooth Criminal. Uh, relevant because the big show, uh, MJ the Musical, is over at the Nederlander Theater till the beginning of September. And they're having some, some big Michael Jackson doings. Um, in uh, to commemorate Michael Jackson's 65th birthday, uh, they're having uh, a big big performance at the Miller Beach Performance Theater in Gary today from noon until four. Uh, Michael Palooza Monday is going on at Brandon Speakeasy on South Dearborn Street. Uh, they're having an Elvis and Michael tribute, Two Kings in Daly Plaza. On Tuesday, uh, August 27th, pretty much uh, through the month of August, Michael Jackson celebrations are going on everywhere. Uh, and, um, yeah, so I wonder if Tuesday, August 22nd, is anything else in, of significance. Gee, I don't know. Hmm. If I was reading my refrigerator correctly <laughs> in our lunchroom, <laughs> on our refrigerator in the lunchroom, which is where I listen to all my Dave Schwan newscasts, by the way. <laughs> I make a beeline for the kitchen when Schwanny comes And up. then turn off the hall monitors in there so you can't <laughs> hear I like, I like to listen the way the listeners listen. <laughs> I like to have the Dave Schwan experience, the, you know, the way, the holistic Dave Schwan experience. I'll listen to this. If you will. So I'm in the lunchroom reading the note that says, uh, we lost our maid, clean up after yourself. <laughs> That note kills me every week. I love that. Well, do you follow the direction? I clean up after okay. myself. All right. All right. I just think it's funny that we have to also put, <laughs> we've lost our maid. Why can't people just clean up after There's this? nothing but passive aggressive notes around here. That's exactly here. right. It's exactly correct. But also, they have a birthday list on the refrigerator. Guess whose birthday it is on Tuesday? One yeah. Mr. Dave Schwann. It's mine. One Mr. Dave Schwann. How yep. old are you going to be, Schwann? 75. <laughs> <laughs> That's not all that far away when you think about it. <laughs> I will be 67 on Tuesday. Wow. Look at you. Look at you. I will be 67. What are we doing for your birthday? I don't know yet. I'm not sure. I may try to get another senior citizen discount on a movie like I got for Oppenheimer. Well, it's going to be hot, so wear your shorts. <laughs> yeah. I will. Take your metal detector. I will. <laughs> Hey, look, I found a watch. <laughs> Want to buy a watch? I found a Seiko. <laughs> Happy birthday, Shwani. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I feel like we ought to do something special for you here today. Well, not really. Not really. Had I stopped at the refrigerator earlier today, I would have known that it was your birthday earlier. Yep, that's coming up on Tuesday. Actually, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to three years from now. That will be the big seven zero 
But that is also coinciding with the 100th anniversary of Route 66. I think a road trip is in the future here. All of us? Uh, we could do the show from various places. Man, I really 66. hope there's no bicyclists on this road trip. <laughs> I dare them to be. Uh, that would be oh, that would be fun. Wouldn't that be great? Just be trapped in a car with you for several days, <laughs> <laughs> pointing out, <laughs> pointing out every single thing along the route. <laughs> Like when we went on the Alzheimer's walk, uh, <laughs> Andy Schwani and I went on the Alzheimer's uh, walk a few years ago. Uh, I don't know, what is it, like 5K or 10K or something like that. It was a beautiful day along the lakefront. Schwani pointed out every tree, every leaf, <laughs> every everything. All I said was that deciduous they were deciduous this, trees. Deciduous that. <laughs> we learned everything. I wanted to jump in the lake at some point. No, you wanted to push me in the lake. Well, that's what that's you wanted one, to. Of, one of us was going to wind up in the lake. <laughs> Wow. But imagine us being in a car. <laughs> if we took Route 66 all the way to California. 2,500 miles. Yeah. Uh, one way. Trapped in a car, only stopping to see the world's largest ball of twine. <laughs> <laughs> Do they still have stuff like that along the route? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Not as much of that kind of thing, but there's there are still some things along the way that are reminiscent of when it when it was a uh, the old days. commissioned highway. Yeah, the yeah, old days. The old days. Prior to the interstate uh, moving in. And that's you know, that's just for fun, but you know, there's also, you know, maybe the side trip would be uh to see the Grand Canyon. Sure. If you haven't been there before. You know, I've never been. I know you said that. I've never been. Um, 66 goes through. Shwani, go up a little closer to the edge. <laughs> Can you see that tree? No, go a little no, closer. No, okay, now, look the other way. I want to get a picture. Look the other way. <laughs> Make like this. <laughs> hey, walk a like a this up. <laughs> you know, good time, Charlie. <laughs> he walks a like a this up. <laughs> I try so hard to keep up with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> really. All these three stooges, uh, little rem, uh, <laughs> Easter eggs. We young we youngsters like to call them Easter eggs. <laughs> I will say, uh, with Annie, are you okay? Uh, I recently just heard the origin of that song. Do you know that the Smooth Criminal? Yeah, Appa- I, apparently it's based off of um, uh, an old CPR doll that they named Annie, and when they would test out or practice CPR, they would go up to the doll and say, "Are you okay?" Uh-huh. And that's where the song's derived from. Annie, can you hear me? Annie, are you okay? Um, yeah, I've been uh, the, I, I've been like a Michael Jackson overload lately. Nothing. I mean, I, I love the music, but I went to see that show, and now there's another show that's coming to the Hard Rock Casino in Hammond, big Michael Jackson tribute show, and this month long tribute that's going on. So there's uh, you know plenty of Michael Jackson awareness going on. Chwani, did you also know today is National Radio Day? Is it really? Oh, wow. Already? Oh, incidentally, my birthday happens to coincide with National Senior Citizens Day. Yeah, How what about a shock. that? What a shock. How about that? Can't hardly believe that. I want to mention also very quickly, my friend saw the Michael Jackson show and really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it, too. Are you, is your friend Dean? No. Schwanny <laughs> <laughs> goes, whatever I recommend, he goes but opposite. I, but I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Dean and I are old enough to remember when it was the Jackson 5 with a young man featuring Michael Jackson out front. Yep. And look what happened. Yep. 
I have the 45. I do, too. Yeah. What's a 45, Uncle <laughs> I, I know a 45. I've actually I've got a record player, and I've got the adapter for You've a 45. You've got all you do. Good yeah, for you. Young okay. hipsters are all into vinyl. Yeah, I know. We're, we're stealing that from you now, too. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, Shwani also, by the way, uh, today is World Mosquito Day. <laughs> this gets better and better. And National Chocolate Pecan Pie Day. Chocolate Pecan Pie Day. I don't know why these these popped up when I uh, was looking up August 20th to find out other things going on for your birthday. And I learned that it was National Radio Day. I don't know what that means exactly. Uh, but uh, I do love that it's World Mosquito Day. <laughs> Well, given the heat and humidity that we're uh, about to have here this week, that uh, goes right along with it. Why are we it? celebrating the mosquitoes? Is what I'm. That's a yeah. good question. Yeah, yeah. That's very true. That's a good question. What, what do they do other than feed the birds? <laughs> we hate mosquitoes. If they were on bicycles, I would really, I would really hate them. I heard they're asking for a new lane in the Chicago uh, streets. <laughs> All right. Now, listen, you two, don't be jealous when you hear what I'm going to be doing later on today at 2 o'clock this afternoon. I'm going to be one Bragging. Of, I'm going to be... I am well, wearing bragging. shorts. I am a little you're, bit. You're wearing shorts? I am going to be wearing shorts, but Stay I Stay inside. I think they might be uh, with elastic uh, around the waist. Oh. <laughs> because I'm going to be one of the judges of Rib Fest. Ooh, oh wow! It's okay. going on in the North Central. You did a you did a uh, you did a burger contest. I not judged, long ago. I judged the, the Burger Fest on uh, Belmont a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I now am able to eat food again after doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and they invited me to come and be one of the judges at Rib Fest today. I was going to say, have you eaten anything today? Are you saving your whole appetite? Or? I am. I, I did think about that today. It's like I got to pace myself. Because I think there are 10 or 12 different uh, entries. Oh, wow. wow. And I have to uh, <laughs> twist my arm. I have to <laughs> try them all. I have to try them all. So. Are you, uh, it's are a you hard a job. Rib connoisseur? I like, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a connoisseur. I, I, like, I like a good rib. I know a good rib from a bad one. Have you done them on the grill before? Have I done ribs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, many times. Have you? Many times. Yeah. That's the one thing I'm just okay with not making. I'll just, I'll just go and pick them up. They're not hard. It just takes a long time. If you do them properly, you know, low and slow is the key to ribs on the grill. Yep. Or smoking them. Yep. Uh, the only problem with smoking them is finding rolling papers big enough to put them. <laughs> My joke from the 1970s. Um, <laughs> the, uh, well, you talk about me being old. Uh, yeah. So if, uh, you know, you want to come out on scalding 95 degree weather. <laughs> Try some hot ribs. This is actually perfect weather for ribs. Be You're going to have corn some, on the cob with be them, Be around too? some hot smokers and some hot grills. <laughs> Come on. Come see me in my elastic shorts. Come see me sweat like a hog today at 2 o'clock. You heard me talking about Little Shop of Horrors coming to the Paramount to kick off their new Broadway series. We've got another one of our Dean's Night out that you can uh, enter to win tickets for. Uh, you want to be one of our 10 winners to join me for a little meet and greet before the show. We uh, always have a lot of fun meeting all of you, taking pictures, saying hello. Um, going September 10th this year to see the show. And you can enter by going to WGNRadio.com slash contests. WGNRadio.com slash contest. Sweepstakes will end September the 4th at 11.59 p.m. 
Central Time, but that's just the beginning of the new Broadway series out at the Paramount. Uh, They've got so much going on, uh, not only at the theater, but now also at their Intimate Copley Theater, where they're doing other productions, and the River's Edge Theater, or uh, music venue, I should say. Want to talk about it all with Jim Cordy, our longtime pal who is the artistic director out at the Paramount. Hello there, my friend. Welcome back to the show. Nice to talk to you. Hey, good morning, Dean. Well, first of all, I want to I want to say congratulations to you on uh, the the show that you are not only you know being artistic director. If that's not enough, uh, you're also uh, directing Next to Normal, which is uh, right over at the the new uh, Intimate Copley Theater. Uh, everybody is raving about this show that uh, sadly will only be open until September the 2nd. It's been open for a while now, but, uh, you know, everybody should try to get out and see this show. Talk to me a little about uh, the Pulitzer Prize winning Next to Normal and this new uh, performance space. There's so much going on out of the Paramount. Yes, uh Next to Normal is uh, got some really heavy content in terms of the reality of families living with uh, mental disabilities. And um, the, the mother and wife is the one who's uh, dealing with it, but it also focuses on everyone in the family. And um, there's something about it happening in the copy with these incredibly dynamic vocalists, uh, actors, uh, a very difficult story, so beautifully written by Brian Yorkie with me by Tom Kitt. They won a Pulitzer Prize in the Tony Award for Best Musical. Yeah. Um, so it's a very celebrated piece, but rarely done. And uh, audiences are just locking to it. Uh, and many uh, repeat attendees, which is really wonderful. Um, so... You know, we're we're really glad we can serve the community in this way, and 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 dealing uh, with a subject that has such a stigma around it, and uh, and like the title says, kind of normalizing it. I think everybody has some experience with it in their family or a neighbor or sure. or someone they. Um, so there lies the reason for its reach. It's really talking, to and um, we're really proud of it. I'm really proud of. It of this cast, the whole design team. It's a beautiful-looking show. We have a, uh, a stunning uh, six-piece chamber orchestra uh, playing so beautifully. Uh, and the thing is, another interesting thing about it, it's a pop-rock musical. They are singing their faces off in yeah. this show. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's got so much going for it. Um, and it's really got uh, a very meaningful... Uh, uh, production for people to attend. Yeah, we had uh, your uh, your your young actor Jake on uh, WGN television with us the other day, uh, and right. he, he performed uh, and just blew the roof off of the place. What a voice! <laughs> what a performance! Uh, I think the kid's going to be a star. I I, agree. I, I agree. don't know if we'll ever see him again after this. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's so true. You know what else uh, that I like, Jim, is that these shows uh, al- almost would be dwarfed if you were to have done them on the Paramount stage, on the actual of the you know the big old 
uh, theater. Uh, it's great that there is a more intimate space now where you can take some shows that lend themselves better to a more uh, intimate setting, right? How, how great is it to be uh, working over at the Copley? I love this scale of work. It's where I come from. You know, Victory Gardens back in the day on Lincoln Avenue. Uh, uh, the North Light uh, with Michael Maggio back in the day. Uh, I, I love this scale of work. Uh, and um, there's something about the, the community, the communion that goes on with the audience, the, the synergy from the audience to the actors. Uh, and how connected they are. Uh, that whole thing of everyone begins to breathe together, the heartbeat together, yeah. everyone laughs together, cries together. It's, uh, it's a real experience uh, when you got, get to capture it, you get to galvanize it. And, uh, and I think we have succeeded in doing that with Next to Normal. Yeah, Next to Normal is going to be running through September the 2nd. And then at the Copley, uh, uh, you will be putting on what the Constitution means to me, uh, a look at the Constitution, for better, for worse, on four generations of women. Uh, that'll be interesting. And then the classic, A Streetcar Named Desire, the Tennessee Williams play, March 13th through April 24th. Uh, that's over yes. at the, the Copley Theater. We talked about a Little Shop of Horrors on your main stage in the uh, Paramount, uh, the, the the traditional Paramount Theater. Let me take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk about what you've got planned for uh, what's being called Bold Number 2, your 12th Broadway <laughs> series, and uh, what's going to be coming up this season out at the Paramount. Jim Cordy, the artistic director, right back after this. One of the classic songs from Little Shop of Horror, Suddenly Seymour. That will uh, be opening officially uh, shortly at the Paramount Theater in Aurora. Uh, uh, Paramount Artistic Director Jim Cordy uh, joining us on the phone line to not only talk about uh, Little Shop of Horrors, but the uh, upcoming season. Now, uh, the official opening for Little Shop will be August the 30th, and that's going to run through October the 15th. Jim, tell me a little about uh, what you've got going on with Little Shop of Horrors. I know you've got uh, a Chicago actor making her Paramount directing debut there, right? Wait a second, here we go. Andrew Fleming and I co-directed Fun Home in season one of the Bold series last year. But this is her first time at Paramount uh, having a, the big stage uh, and on her own. Um, she did a, we had a great time doing um, Fun Home together, and it kind of just was logical to give her her own show after that. Um, so some very fresh, uh, exciting stuff is going on with her production, A Little Shop. I also want to mention, too, that, um, you know, part of our community outreach, community engagement is this uh, Pay What You Can performances that we do. Uh, they're coming up on Thursday, August 31st at 7 p.m. and Saturday, September 2nd at 3 p.m. for Little Shop of Horrors on our main stage. And uh, we also, uh, if I can mention, we've got uh, an American Sign Language uh, uh, interpreted performance of Next to Normal coming up Friday, September 1st okay. uh, at 8 p.m. 
And that's all just part of us trying to get more people to come to the theater and understand how welcome they are at Paramount. Yeah, who is uh, starring in Little Shop of Horrors? You you always bring in such great talent to take on these iconic roles, uh, you know, that are defined by others. But then these uh, the younger talent, new talent uh, that you bring in really take these very familiar roles and make it their own. Yeah. Um, let me pull up the cast right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got Jack Ball as Seymour, Teresa Lagamba as Audrey, uh, and uh, Gene Wygant as Mr. Mushnick, and Russell Myrna as Ori. And just Sean Jackson as the voice of Audrey. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, and I was at Crystal the other day, and they are just, it's mind-blowing, the vocals, uh, the shape they're in. Um, they've got another week or so uh, before uh, we start previews at the end of the month. And uh, very... Very tremendous stuff going I can't, on. I can't wait to see it. And Gene Weingant is an old pal. I can't wait to see him. <laughs> uh, he's he is a talk about a Chicago veteran who brings light right? in, into anything that he does. Uh, looking forward to that. So that's going to run through October the fifteenth, and then the Paramount has become famous for the shows they run during the holidays. Which one do you have set for this year? It's Billy Elliot. Oh. Uh. Yeah, uh, Frank Stork, who uh, directed, um, uh, uh, I'm blanking on it, um, but Trent got a, 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 a Jeff Award, um, and he's doing uh, Billy Elliot okay. this time around. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, isn't Charlie and the Chocolate Factory coming first? Oh, wait a minute, that's the Christmas show, right. <laughs> it's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is the Christmas show, yes. Okay. And Trent is directing that one. Okay, all right. So, uh, I mean, Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory just loaded with fun songs and great songs, and I can only imagine visually what must be going on with the production of that on the uh, the Paramount stage. That'll be November 8th through January 14th, so that'll cover the, the Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays, and then Billy Elliot. Is going to be, yeah, there will be uh, February 7th through March the 24th. And uh, if you're a Carol King fan, oh boy, you've got the Carol King musical Beautiful that's coming in yes. on April 24th, right? Yes. Uh, uh, Tiffany Topol will be playing Carol King. Um, and I'm telling you, the physical design on, uh, on all these. Uh, you know, the funny thing about Little Shop, it started as an off-Broadway show. Right. And now you're going to see it in as a spectacular, huge production. Um, and the Charlie is packed with visuals, huge cast. Um, and Billy, uh, Billy Elliot is a, a, a mainstay of Broadway. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're... And then Beautiful, um, just... The music of I grew up with Carol King's music. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, through college, and um, it's just uh, well, it, it's a real privilege to get to do all this great music. It's going to be a, uh, a, a great season. Uh, the uh, you know all, all of this reflected in the awards that the Paramount has received and that you have received. 
over the years. Now, the uh, Joseph Jefferson Award, Chicago's version of the Tonys, nominations just came out the other day. How many did uh, the Paramount Theater get and you guys chalk up this year? I Something like 18. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. It, you know, I, it's just great that our, our cast and directors and designers get this kind of acknowledgement. Um, but, you know, we don't do this for awards, and, and it's, it's really just to serve our audience. Um, but it's, it's, it's nice when uh, they get a nod from people who vote on stuff like sure. this. It's yeah. great. Yeah, and to be yeah. acknowledged by your peers, you know, other people who produce theater, uh, is right. uh, I would think is an extra special uh, treat. The thing that I, uh, I've said from the get-go with the shows that you've been putting on out at the Paramount, I mean, it's one thing to bring back uh, some of these shows it can be a little boring sometimes to see the you know the same shows produced the, the same way. You always manage to put a different kind of spin on uh, shows that you may have seen a couple of times already, and just breathe complete new life into them. That's why I always so look forward to seeing shows out at the Paramount. So as an audience member, I thank you for you and the the cast and the crews and. Everybody out there, they're doing such a good job since the rebirth of uh, the Paramount Theater and now the Copley Theater as well. Congrats. Well, thank you. It's great to have you out here, Dean. It means a lot. Yeah, I love it. I've, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for the Paramount. It's a, such a great place. And uh, just uh, a stone's throw away also, now the Paramount is uh, operating the River Edge Park, which is an outdoor venue. Uh, and you've got some great stuff uh, coming in out there as well, right? Right. We've got uh, Poi Dog Pondering on August 26th. Uh, tickets are 40 bucks. Uh, and we've got uh, I Want My 80s Tour, Rick Springfield, The Hooters, <laughs> Paul Young, and Tom Tuto. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, on August 31st. Uh, and uh, Hollywood Nights, Bob Seger Experience. On September first, that's and awesome. then um, sorry, Ario Speedwagon is sold out. Yeah, so. Ario Speedwagon is going to be September the second, but uh, they're they're sold out. Sometimes tickets come up at the last minute, so it's true. If, you know, if you want to take it on the run and uh, you know take a chance, that you can get some tickets at the last minute. That's uh, all very definitely possible. So, uh, Jim, what is the best way to learn about all of these uh, shows? What you have going on? At the Copley, what you have going on on the main stage at the Paramount, the River's Edge, River Edge. Uh, what's what's the best way to get info on all this stuff? On all of that stuff, all you need to do is go to ParamountAurora.com, and you'll see all the goodies to click on and all the info about tickets and dates. The performance calendars are there. Um, and it's, yeah, it's right at your fingertips. Yeah, easy easy to remember. ParamountAurora.com, uh, and uh, you can get all the information on that. I'm a little disappointed I wasn't cast as an Oompa Loompa for your <laughs> production of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, I worked so hard, you know, for the rehearsal, but, you know, sometimes you make it and sometimes you don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've seen Chorus Line. I've seen a Chorus Line. I know how it works. Jim, thank you for joining us. It's great to talk to you. 
Gene, thank you so much. It's our pleasure, uh, and always a pleasure just to hear your voice. My old pal Jim Cordy, the artistic director, the Paramount Theater in Aurora. I made a mistake. I made a mistake in the last half hour, Shawnee. Just in the last half hour alone? <laughs> it's the only one I'm admitting to. Oh, okay. All right. I said I, it doesn't matter what I said. The <laughs> I, I don't want to say the wrong information again. Uh, but I was talking about the death of Elvis Presley, the anniversary of the death of Elvis Presley, and it's actually 46 years. I was going to say it sounded more like 46. Uh, yeah. Was it 1977? It was 1977. Yeah. 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 Wait, Elvis is dead. <laughs> <laughs> What does Elvis mean to a youngster such as yourself, Joe Brand? It, I, I, I understand his impact. I, I understand how big he was. I, I brought this up actually the last time I was filling in where uh, you weren't here, Dean, but it was the Taylor Swift weekend. Mm. Is Taylor Swift our generation's Elvis? Well, I think t- only time will tell with that. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because, you know, Elvis, Elvis was a phenomena on his own right Schwani, you remember oh yeah you re- oh you yes. remember that sure uh and then faded you know as different musical trends came he faded became even more popular on stage and in vegas and i think that there's something about somebody dying rather young that makes them larger than life you know what i mean that's a good point yeah you know i think buddy holly being another example yeah, from yeah. that era absolutely yeah James Dean. James Dean. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And Uh, the other interesting thing, and you kind of hinted at it, Dean, it's everybody thinks of Elvis as the guy with the sideburns, the big sunglasses, his his Vegas persona. Not really when he was this young up-and-coming artist that really made him popular at the beginning. And that's what I loved about this movie, that it showed the younger, raw Elvis that was just unbelievable. The, and also the early his his uh, musical influences. Yeah. What brought that to the fore. Right. That was very well done. Yeah, the, the R&B music, mm-hmm. uh, gospel music. Gospel music, sure. I just, I, I often wonder, when I've been to Graceland, and I was there when the movie came out, that's where we did the interviews that you're going to hear in a little while, uh, people of all ages are there. Young people are there, Shwani. Not just our Not, not just, just our, our group. Yeah, <laughs> just I saw in the group chat that they were all going there. Oh, you did? Yeah, <laughs> everyone is doing it. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? I, I'm I'm always curious what that means to younger people. Let's bring in our uh, token young person on the show, producer Jack. Uh, d- d- Jack, well, d- does Elvis mean anything to you? Uh not really. I mean, like okay. when I work at the dogs games, we have like an Elvis night, and I'm just—that's all I really know. I know some of his songs, but yeah, I, but not a musical legend, not a bigger than. Life. Oh, I mean, I—I I think I don't know if he was bigger than life to me, but yeah. I know he's like a legend. Yeah. Okay. Let it be known, Jack wears blue suede shoes every day. Yeah. <laughs> and has a hound dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, we're going to. He's talk. all shook up. Yeah. And he's going to be in jailhouse. And he's going to be in jailhouse <laughs> after the show's over. Today. You and your suspicious minds. Very. Oh, look at you. Look at you, Joe Brand, dropping the dropping the song titles. I'm I'm out after that. On a cold Kentucky rain. Any sightings outside of our WGN windows yet for the Air and Water Show? I only saw a helicopter go by the window right at the beginning of the show today. 
I hope it was part of the air show. I don't know what it was. But, uh, yeah, I haven't seen anything uh, flying by. I don't think the air part of the show starts uh, for a little while. I think in, in years past, they've done the water part of the show first. And then they do the air part of the show uh, a little bit later on. But the, uh, you know, all the, the stars of the show, the, uh, the Blue Angels, uh, the, uh, the Golden Knight Parachutes, uh, the Thunderbirds, the, the Viper demo team, uh, they've, they've got quite a show that's uh, all lined up. And they don't announce uh, who is going to be uh, going by when. They make those decisions, I guess, right at the last minute, uh, depending on you know the conditions of the weather and so forth. But it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day for all of it uh, going on out there today. So uh, you know, keep an eye on the skies, even if you're not along the lakeshore. It's centered at North Avenue on Lakeshore Drive, but you can go up as far as Fullerton, even, really even be north of Fullerton. Uh, and and south of Monroe Harbor, those are the areas they say are the best seating areas. Right at North Avenue is you know the kind of ground zero for it all. But uh, you know there'll be there'll be plenty to see and do. And even, even uh, yesterday, people in the suburbs, pretty far west, pretty far north, pretty far south, they were telling me that they were seeing things out there uh, as well. So uh, you know they do the the turnarounds and. Uh, uh, kind of put on a show, you know, for everything that's uh, going on out there. And they'll probably uh, buzz the ballparks today, right, uh, Joe? I I always go back to, I want to say it was like 2003 or something, when, when the Cubs were playing a home series and they hit a big go-ahead home run and they cut to a shot of the dugout and everyone's celebrating and then you just hear, and, yeah. and everybody just ducks their heads in the dugout. Even they were startled by it. Um, yeah, it's scary when they go by. Oh, yeah. It really is. It's noisy. It's very noisy. It's very impressive. Uh, but uh, it, it gets your attention. That's that's for sure. And I if, was very... If, if there is a game or if there is, you know, something going on, uh, the, these guys, uh, you know, love buzzing these areas to give the people out at some of these festivals a little extra treat. I was very jealous of all the posts of people out on the lake yesterday and taking it in yeah there's a lot of people I've, i noticed this morning just looking out of our window i literally just saw a blue angel fly over right now did you oh, oh you hear, it? hear something right now yeah now was that a blue angel because shawani did have chili last night <laughs> he was a little gassy today that's why he was away from the mic for a little bit. <laughs> words never spoken on wgn before <laughs> You never know. You never know. <laughs> um, this week... Uh, What's the matter? <laughs> what? I'm just laughing, that's all. Uh, this week, reporter uh, Mike Lowe, have you seen him on the Channel 9? Oh, yeah. Good guy. Uh, he did one of those parachute jumps. Ooh. You know how they take uh, media people up there, strap them in? And they uh, they jump as Bob Collins used to say they jump out of perfectly good plans. <laughs> he jumped with the uh, uh, the Golden Knights, and uh, it, it, it it's stunning to do it. And I, I saw him in the office the next day, and I said, "Wow, I mean, it's amazing." Uh, you know, to to do that, they were able to video the whole thing and capture it all. 
it, it was uh, quite amazing. And he said, do you think you would ever want to do that? And I, I have been invited to come up and do that. And I'm actually breaking into a cold sweat right now <laughs> talking about it. I could never imagine myself jumping out of a plane. Could you do that, Joe? I I think I could. I don't know if I'd ever voluntarily do it. I, I will I will never have the gall to be like, yep, next week I'm jumping out of a plane. But if I were approached to do it. But if they said, uh, you know, they contacted you and said, Joe, we'd like you, you want to do this media experience. I think I would. I think I'd have to take advantage of it. Wow. Unless they also asked me to be a judge in a rib eating contest on the same day, I see, think I'd choose that. See, that's the that's the voice of experience talking right there. <laughs> Jump out of a plane or eat ribs. I think the choice is quite clear. Uh, apparently, we're being corrected. It's the Thunderbirds, not the Blue Angels. The Thunderbirds. I'm, yeah, I'm okay. not well versed with my. You made players. another mistake. <laughs> Leaving your microphone on was the biggest mistake. <laughs> Would you jump out of a plane, Shwani? I really don't think so. I, you know, you look at it and you'd say, wow, that just has to be absolutely uh, an exciting and exhilarating experience. I would but never say if that. You, if you, it, once you got up there and that door was open and you're looking down, I don't know. That's what I'm I told. Sure. I told Mike Lowe, I said, the minute they opened the door is when I would pass out. <laughs> That's when I would pass out and wet myself. <laughs> I know those two things would happen simultaneously. So I would not be a good... I, I just... I'm not a daredevil that, that way. I know a lot of people love it. Jackie Bang, you know... Jackie from, did it? Jackie uh, uh, does that all the time. Oh, she does? She parachutes oh. all the time. That's huh. a, she, she's quite good at it. And, you know, it's a, a passion and a hobby of hers. She loves it. But a lot of people at WGN, you know, they, they do this media thing every year. Hey, you want to come and jump out of a plane? And <laughs> there's always a sucker. <laughs> no, uh, you know, it's I, I'm sure it's exhilarating to do it. I could never, ever, ever, ever in a million years do it. What What would you say the most exhilarating thing you've ever done is? Not a, I walked down the street. Not a, <laughs> <laughs> went over to his neighbor's house. I'm not a daredevil. I really I can't think of anything that's there was no traffic. Like <laughs> yeah, I just, he rode his bike. I drove I drove a car. I drove a car on the same streets as bicycles. That's daredevil enough for me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not that guy. That's not fair. Cra- that's not fair. crazy about roller coasters. I'm. I'm just not crazy about, like, anything that might kill you. It's <laughs> not for me. <laughs> Unless I could do it in tandem with Shawnee. No. How about that, Shawnee? Oh, you, you and I go what, in tandem. You go, you go down, I go down with you, right? Is yeah, that what it is? Yeah, I don't think we should actually no. be attached to each no. other. For a variety no. of reasons, I, did, I don't think. I, I, definitely not. But we, if we did it, what, what if we did it? Dean would jump out of the plane 10 minutes early. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> but wait, you're, you're parachute. That's fine. Get me out of here. Years is enough. <laughs> what if there was some, you were attached to some guy who was an expert? You know, they say you do it in tandem. Mm-hmm. They, they attach you to a guy, and basically all you're doing is, you know. You're like a passenger. <laughs> try, try not to wait yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 
Would you do that, Troy? I, w- I don't think I, I don't even think I would do might. that. I might. I might. You know, you'd have to have complete trust and confidence in the person that you'd be doing it with. But, wow. Yeah. Um, they say that there's just such a feeling of peace when you're, you know, you're just there. Right. Not really afloat because you're falling is what you're doing. But, Hurling uh, to the ground like a bag of rocks. Mm-hmm. Once you're done wetting yourself, it's, yeah. really, it's quite peaceful, actually. <laughs> Did I mention that I'm, I'm judging a rib-eating contest today? <laughs> yeah. That's pleasurable. That's your adventure. That's, That's pleasurable adventure. to me. Pre-ordering my Uber with a cool right. temperature right now. Did I order the right size elastic pants <laughs> for today's show? With the big snap on with the, the big <laughs> That's death-defying for me. <laughs> Two o'clock today, by the way. Yeah, I, Thank you. One time I forgot my Tums before a rib-eating contest. That was that was quite daredevilish. <laughs> Um, well, God bless them. So they're going to, you know, look to the skies today. You'll see some amazing things. None of them involving me, but <laughs> they will be happening. 1124 Dean Richards, Sunday morning on WGN. Wanted to do some uh, follow-up on Tropical Storm Hillary that is barreling down uh, California right now. Just bring you the latest on what's going on with that and where it is all going on. Bill Snyder is uh, Tom Skilling's weather producer and is uh, just so knowledgeable on all things weather. Hello there, my friend. How are you doing this morning? Dean, good morning. How are you? Doing very well. Nice to talk to to you. you. Uh, Unfortunately, not so good for people in California. What is the latest now with... uh, uh, well, it, it's been downgraded to a tropical storm, it right? It has, Dean. Yeah, it's uh, it has been downgraded to a tropical storm, but um, it's still maintaining um, wind speeds of 70 miles per hour. And uh, as of the latest update from the uh, Hurricane Center, which we're expecting to get another one here in the next uh, oh, hour or two, it was, uh, as of the last update, it was about 220 miles south-southeast of San Diego. And, um, you know, obviously the storm is moving over some cooler waters, which has you know, of course, uh, uh, weaken the system just a bit. But uh, it is still expected to maintain tropical storm uh, uh, strength as it moves over, you know, over landfall into California. And that's expected to happen later this afternoon. It looks like around, gosh, it could be like 5 or 6 o'clock our time, which would be a little bit earlier out there, two hours earlier. But, uh, yeah, this and, and, you know, it's this is, um, you know, not without precedent, but it's, uh, it's pretty close, Dean. I mean, we have not had... A, uh, a storm with tropical characteristics make landfall into California since 1939. So it's it's been a long time uh, since that's happened, and um, you know it's uh, it, it, the consequences could be uh, could be deadly um, in some form, be, just because of the uh, catastrophic flooding we're expecting with this storm. I mean, it's it's you know these are these are areas, Dean, that are just not accustomed to that type of rainfall, and um, you know the fact is is there's no greater storm on Earth. That produces that holds more moisture than that of a tropical system. So, you know that that alone is is going to uh, it's just going to make uh, make for some really really dangerous conditions. And I think uh, you know in some cases some of those areas you could you could have roads completely washed out. Um, I was looking for example they're expecting 
rainfall totals in Death Valley, for example. And, you know, Death Valley, my gosh, it makes headlines all across the country, not for rain, but for hot weather. You know, I mean, they're typically 125, 130 degrees, and, you know, Death Valley's been as hot as 134. But in this case, they're going to be making headlines from uh, from Tropical Storm Hillary, and they're expecting, uh, the models are suggesting that, that they could pick up anywhere from three and a half to four inches of rain in Death Valley. And, and of consequence there, Dean, in a normal full year, full calendar year, Death Valley sees two inches. Wow. So twice the so, rain. I mean, twice, and, twice and, an annual and, rainfall total from you know a year's worth of rain at one time from one storm, and there's just there's just no way. I mean, that's that's desert land out there. There's no way the ground can can absorb that type of rainfall. I mean, and, and in a period of just a few short hours, also not exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, this the the, the rainfall rates are going to be r- quite intense um, as this moves moves you know moves ashore, and um, you know the other thing is you know you're talking about is it could we could swell the surfs surf could be uh you know could be a big deal there you know where um you get large swells from as hillary moves across the land so these swells are likely to cause you know life-threatening surf and and rip current conditions too Mm. and um you know the other factor too is that these tropical storms have are known to uh spin up isolated tornadoes just because of the, the sheer spin in the atmosphere uh from the storm center itself so that's that'll be of concern. So you've got that. You've got some tropical storm force winds that are expected to move into San Diego later this afternoon, which, you know, even though it's not a hurricane, that's that's kind of a mute point here. It's still, you get 60 to 70 mile an hour winds in, in, in California, and that can do damage, you know. Now, so the, uh, the, the eye of this, as I look at the radar, and I, I yeah. mostly don't have any idea what I'm looking at when I'm looking at the radar, but it, it appears as though the eye of it is in Southern California, but also it, it it seems to extend the entire length of the state of California, even up into yeah. the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it, it's it, it it you know before this you know of course as as it moves across land it it will weaken, but you know even a tropical depression is still going to hold a good deal of moisture. So I, I would expect that the the flooding consequences will not only be felt in California, Dean, but they'll also certainly be felt in portions of Nevada, including Las Vegas. Las Vegas is close enough to the line there where they, you know, they could, you know, expect some uh, some serious rainfall from this storm. And then as it moves north, that will move into portions of Oregon and uh, uh, even Idaho. And, you know, again, those are those are, are areas, too, that are just they're just not accustomed to seeing uh this this rate of rainfall it, it, it's just it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out and i'm fear what we'll, we'll see later on you know what 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 falls from this storm is is going to be rather dramatic you I, know? Was, I was talking to somebody last night from uh, palm springs palm desert right other places where typically there there just is never this much rain but no, th- there no. is concern not only in the los angeles area not only right. San Diego, but uh, also over to uh, Palm Springs. Absolutely. Oh yeah, Palm Springs. You know that's you're 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 close enough to Death Valley there. And and as a matter of fact, Dean, they the uh, Weather Prediction Center, which which highlights the uh, they, they have a uh, you know kind of like the Storm Prediction Center does with with tornadoes or severe thunderstorm risks. They have you know level one through five. Well, the Weather Prediction Center has a similar scale, which is one through four, and they rate the risk of flash flooding. So that you you go from a marginal risk to a slight risk to a moderate risk to a high risk, and that's their four category scale. And and Palm Springs is right in the thick of 
a category four or high risk for for uh, for flooding. So oh. there's no question that Palm Springs is uh, is is could be very close to, if not at the epicenter of uh, of the uh, heaviest rainfall when this when this moves uh, you know into California later this afternoon. Wow, wow, yeah, that's yeah, that's tough. All right, well, we'll, is. we'll keep an Absolutely. eye on things, Bill. I really appreciate the yeah, update. Yeah, and, and you know, Dean, just to throw a little plug on our local weather here is is what's interesting is. Believe it or not, there's a teleconnection to uh, the heat that we're going to see, not only seeing today, but we're going to see at times this week. Um, is that tropical storm that's moving in, you know, moving into the west, it's kind of nudged the uh, the hot dome that's been parked out there all summer, and it's pushed it into the Midwest. And so what happens is is that hot dome, it, 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 it expands, it sinks, and it warms and compresses, and it and that tropical system is, is literally enhancing our heat here. So mm. it's interesting how one thing that's going on, you know, going to make serious headlines out west, is is having an impact on the hot weather not only here but across a good portion of the Midwest. So yeah, some crazy weather. Very interesting. Crazy really weather is. all it's over been, the it's place. Been, it has been all summer long, Dean. It really has. So yeah. uh, just yet another yet another one here to to keep an eye on. So. WGN weather producer Bill Snyder. Always appreciate the expertise that you bring, my friend. Thank you. I look forward hey, to seeing you soon. You bet, Dean. Always great to talk to you. You have a good rest of the day. I like his later stuff too. This is a remix of uh, one of his early songs, Little Less Conversation. But the early Elvis that was just so raw and, uh, you know, so so different, so unique uh, at the time when, uh, you know, Pat Boone was at the top of the charts and, you know, music was a, a little more middle of the road. Here comes Elvis Presley with Heartbreak Hotel and Don't Be Cruel and Hound Dog and the rest going on the Ed Sullivan show, only being shot from the waist up because his gyrating hips were considered too controversial to be on uh, television. Uh, Elvis turned the world upside down and turned music uh, completely upside down. Uh, All of that ended in 1977 when he died at age 42 uh, at his uh, Graceland mansion uh, prescription drug abuse was uh, attributed to his cause of death as uh, unhealthy eating habits, heart disease, uh, all of that uh, still being debated uh, today. Uh, isn't that something, though, that I remember when Elvis died thinking, wow, he died at age 42. Uh, that that didn't seem, you know, that, that seemed like a not a good age to die, but it didn't seem young. You know what I mean? 42 years old. And now, uh, these 46 years later, uh, how uh, incredibly young that seems uh, that somebody would die of all of these things at uh, the age 42. That happened on uh, August the 17th of uh, 1977. So this past, uh, just the past few days was the anniversary, August 16th, rather, um, uh, 46th anniversary of his death. And... uh, Last year, uh, when the movie Elvis came out, we actually went to Graceland Mansion and interviewed the whole cast of the movie, Uh, had uh, just an amazing time talking to these people who brought the whole Elvis story back to life. Tom Hanks, who played Colonel Tom Parker in the movie, you'll hear that uh, interview in just a moment. But I wanted to start off with the young actor who so transformed himself into Elvis Presley in this movie. Austin Butler uh, is his name. 
and uh, I had nothing but uh, compliments for him when we all sat down. Congratulations, Steve. <sighs> so I've seen so many Elvis movies and series and covered the Elvis story so many times. I've never seen anyone like capture the soul of Elvis Presley the way you do in this movie. And, you know, I'm, I, I don't know if it's something conscious, if it's something that an actor rehearses to get to that point, mm-hmm. if it's just something inherent. How do you explain that? It's, it's, um, I, I mean, I'd start off with an easy question. Yeah, an easy question yeah. right off the top. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's really, I mean, I'm glad you talk about the soul because that, that was the core of it all for me. It was, it was that so many people have an idea of Elvis or they revere him as a godlike figure or as a Halloween costume or there's all this kind of, all this noise. And the fascinating thing that that I was most drawn to was who is he when nobody's looking and who what what does it feel like being inside of him you know like what does it feel like looking out of his eyes and experiencing that world um, and so for me it was thankfully I had a long time so I, I had a year and a half before we started shooting and uh, I, I also just I felt such a responsibility to his family you know and, and to him and so it was I didn't want to feel like I was stepping up into his shoes and then going back down and so it was it was just I tried to just live yeah. with it as much as possible. Uh, when you're performing, I guess you you sing all the all the early yeah. Elvis songs but then still have to perform the later ones yeah. to, to tracks. Yeah. It looks like you go somewhere else. It looks it it looks like a you go to a different dimension or something. Am I that's what it felt Am like. Am I projecting something no, crazy on you yeah, here? That's what it felt like. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it, it's it's such a spiritual experience, really. It, it, um, I'm just, I feel so fortunate that I got to, I didn't know what that w- would feel like, and it was beyond w- what I could ever describe. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty moving last night at the Graceland premiere. Oh, yeah. Uh, Priscilla and, uh, everybody was there, but mm. Priscilla and Lisa Marie both, specifically talked about you and who would know better who captured this yeah. than them. What, the, what does getting their endorsement, I guess you might say, mean to you? It is everything to me. It really it really is. I, I want everybody to like the film, I, I, and I, I want all of those incredible Elvis fans to, to feel like we did them justice and to love it and feel excited. And um, But at the end of the day, he was a father and he was a husband, and it's about them for me. So, and, and I mean, yeah, I can't even, I, I've been trying to articulate it, but it, it just, I think it's going to take me some time to process because yeah. it means so much to me. Could you relate to this in some way? I mean, a mm-hmm. young performer, like Elvis was a young performer about to explode on the scene. You're about to explode on the scene, probably already have exploded with all the pre-publicity on this. But in, in some ways, can you relate to what Elvis must have gone through as a young man? Personally, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I feel like he's he's still teaching me so much because I there's so so many of those even little quotes that he would say or that sort of thing that will hit me and uh, and you know after after days where you're on a red carpet and you're here and you're there and, and there's so much noise and then suddenly at the end of the day you close the door of your hotel room and it's silent and you just your mind's sort of spinning and um, I could see how. If you don't stay grounded, that 
it you, you end up like that that bird that doesn't have any legs to stand on, you know. And uh, so for me, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm learning a lot through the process of just yeah. trying to figure out the ways of staying grounded. The other thing that really got me was uh, you you were not doing an Elvis impersonation like a lot of people do. You know, do that voice that everybody yeah. does or the moves that everybody does. Yeah. Uh, how, how did you make your choices in the voice, the movements, the quirks, things like that? It was it was all. I mean, he was the Bible for me. I, like yeah, I, it was all going back to every interview that he gave and and uh, every bit of footage that there is of him speaking and performing and hanging out at, at home, you know, and, and all those little things. And I I would find these things that were very true or, or things that I loved about him that I go, oh, he makes that little noise. I love that he does that. It's, it's those little things that uh, I'm sure certain people wouldn't even notice or, or they wouldn't realize that they are of him. And, and that's what really hit me. Like when Priscilla and Lisa Marie said, I heard that little noise that you made that was just what I used to hear him do. And like that just gives me chills. I'm, I'm, uh, so it was, it was all those little things and, and how it just fits together into the tapestry of this human being. Mostly working, I've gone down to do documentaries uh, and stories and interviews, and uh, I gotta say, it's very moving. I, I did not expect to be as moved as I was when I walked the grounds at Graceland, especially went into what's called the Meditation Garden, where Elvis is laid to rest, where his parents are laid to rest, his uh, twin brother, uh, now Lisa Marie. His daughter and uh, Lisa Marie's uh, son, who uh, took his own life, a very sad story. But to see Graceland, to see uh, the history, to see all of this uh, in person is something, you know, if you're a music fan, uh, really something you ought to experience. They now have an Elvis Presley Graceland Museum where you can see a lot of his uh, cars and artifacts and, you know, things like that. Uh, you can tour the mansion. Uh, very, very, very cool uh, to experience all of that. And you know what? Memphis, Tennessee is a fun city. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm, I'm judging this rib contest today. Uh, that's basically what, uh, what I do when I go to Memphis. I go from rib restaurant to rib restaurant uh, and enjoy the, you know, the ribs there. Um, I'll tell you more about the rib contest today in a minute, but... Uh, we're remembering Elvis Presley on this week uh, in which uh, he was uh, found dead in the Graceland Mansion 46 years ago this week on the 16th of August. I remember exactly where I was when I heard the news. It's one of those pieces of news uh, that you hear. I was at uh, Disney World for the first time. I was in like in the Magic Kingdom or something. And, you know, the word was spreading like wildfire just word of mouth and you know this was in the days way before cell phones and uh, you know all the portable information devices that we have now but uh, Elvis Presley was was dead and uh, the word had spread like wildfire and uh, I, I remember so clearly you know processing that information in the, in the world's you know happiest place uh, in, in Disney World uh, it, it was uh, you know quite the thing and uh, have been a fan of his music, always been a fan of his music. I was never an Elvis hater, like a lot of people were. 
Uh, I enjoyed his early music more than I did uh, some of his later music. And I really loved the Elvis movie that came out a couple of uh, years ago uh, that uh, Austin Butler just slayed it uh, playing Elvis Presley. And I like Tom Hanks's portrayal also of Colonel Tom Parker. He took a lot of heat for it, some of the choices that he made. But, you know, I'm one of those Tom Hanks can do no wrong kind of guys. I, I will admit that. But uh, I had a, a real pleasure at Graceland uh, to, uh, talking with uh, our old pal Tom Hanks. You're so great in, in this movie. And oh, I was just, uh, like, obsessed a little bit with the choices that you made mm. in portraying somebody f- for whom there is really very little video, uh, very little for yeah. you to have studied to create yeah. Colonel Tom. So how did you do this? There are there are two key pieces that I use over and over, but you're right. There's very, very little bona fide sit-down interview with him. One was an audio tape of an uh, interview he did, protracted interview he did like in 1956, where the guy just was asking the most standard question. How come Elvis isn't on TV? And what how does he spend doing spending his money? And do you think he's like sexy like Marilyn Monroe is sexy? Actually, questions about a guy that the interview E, Colonel Tom Parker, knew was going to be one of the greatest artists of the 20th century. And so he's kind of like giving this kind of like primer to this guy of why Elvis isn't on TV anymore for free. You know, it, says, it even says he could go on TV if they want to pay what Elvis is worth. Yeah. And my, my boy is not worth four hundred dollars to yep. be on scale you know, yeah right. no he yeah. ain't worth that yeah. if they want to pay ten thousand dollars they can have my boy and then there's another one on the 10th anniversary of elvis's death on ted koppel on nightline in which he just lays out and if you read between the lines you hear every every beat of the diabolical genius that colonel tom parker the was. diabolical genius but also sort of in and out of his accent in and out of some of the mannerisms that you clearly picked up on and uh, brought to life. Well, he was from Holland. Yeah. As Baz Luhrmann said the very first time I met him, he wasn't a colonel, he wasn't a Tom, he wasn't even a Parker. <laughs> his real name was Andreas yeah. Van Kuyk, Yeah. something like that. So there was, there was this uh, um, moment of discovery because uh, uh, I said, look, Baz, no one has bothered with the Colonel Tom Parker angle on this. The, the standard story of Elvis is, we've seen it, you know, the rise to riches yeah. and that he's huge and he makes movies that are dissatisfying. He comes back briefly and then gains a lot of weight, shoots a TV and dies in Las Vegas somewhere. Um, and that, the, the, as, as, uh, as, well, you know, as, as Baz says, the very first lines of this film are going to be the Colonel saying, I didn't kill him. And I, as soon as I heard that, I said, this is new turf. I'm in. Yeah. What does the colonel look like, by the way? And then I saw, I said, oh, I'm going to yeah. be in the makeup chair for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can you relate to uh, Elvis dealing with his fame? You are one of the most recognizable people on the planet. How, uh, d- does what? that give you a perspective in, to what Elvis must have gone through? I think, it, abs- well, I would like to say yes, because, you know, I understand, you know, the at the end of the day, celebrity is not really good for the human psyche. You know, that type of white-hot spotlight of attention is fun and exciting for a while. And then after, you know, if you're, if you're enough of a conscientious human being with a bigger life than just what you do for a living, you can come around and understand, like, at the end of the day, it's kind of a racket. As, as Priscilla and Jerry Schilling uh, of the Memphis Mafia ex- explained to me, and I, and I could see it quite plainly, um, Elvis did not 
feel alive unless he was singing music mm-hmm. and even more importantly singing music to uh, an audience and that's why that's why he's Elvis yeah, right. and for anybody I think anybody who has you know bigger parts of their lives when they're sort of like wrestling with what the reality is of what one does with one's energy and attention I get that I think one of the, the most magnificent scenes is the movies when he says you know I'm so tired of playing Elvis Presley I think there are times when almost anybody in the public eye has to come around and say man I wish I could just be myself Power, look, did he have any anonymity no he never had a moment of anonymity but did that mean that he got to rent out a movie theater by himself and just see it with his pals yeah it did but that's not necessarily as fun as going to you know putting on a hat and going in and seeing a movie with a bunch of strangers right, right. And, and, and coming out with that and coming. Yeah. have you done that Oh, yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, sneak in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, you know, look, I'm a celebrity emeritus now. I've been in, every, <laughs> I've been in everybody's living room since they invented the VHS tape. Yeah. There are people now who have grandkids, and I was their babysitter, you know, yeah, right. when, they, when they were young. Hey, there's so. that creepy guy in the baseball yeah, cap. Yeah, he's, that's He's me. back again. Hey, yeah. I know. I, it's just funny. I get it all the time. Like, people say, you sound like Tom Hanks. And I said, no, you know, I get that all the time. Well, you are. Oh. Oh, welcome. Oh, pleasure. Welcome to Zen. And it's, you know, everybody gets it. It's okay. Yeah, there's uh, Tom Hanks from a couple of years ago when we went to Graceland Mansion when the movie Elvis was released and we uh, were able to interview the entire cast right at Graceland Mansion on this Elvis uh, anniversary week. Coming up after 12 o'clock, we'll get into our food time show today because it's going to be so stifling hot today. I thought we would talk about some great summertime recipes, not things that, uh, you know, for which you have to stand in front of a hot grill uh, in order to make a summertime uh, treat. Things that were, you know, that are that are practically no cook, uh, you know, which are super delicious on a hot day like we're going to have pretty much for the next week. We've got some uh, some nice, cool summertime recipes all coming up. Nice having Joe Brand on with us Great on, to have Joe on the here. show today. Great sure. to be here, Uncle Dean and Uncle Schwanny. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Schwanny. <laughs> yeah, nice, uh, nice uh, little change up here today. We love our Andy, of course. Yeah. Un- until yeah. until hamp and ob season starts <laughs> and then andy's dead <laughs> then to he, me for the he, he goes into the other room <laughs> yeah then uh, andy uh, has his new best friends for the football season <laughs> does he not even talk to you guys just shows up well i don't talk to him <laughs> andy lives in fear that hamp is going to crush his head with two fingers <laughs> i think a lot of people which have is that probably fear. a legit concern but, uh, yeah, anytime uh, you want to come and fill in here, we, we love having you. So thank you. Well, appreciate it. Always uh, a fun time. Yeah, yeah. Hockey's not far away, so have a great time doing that again this year. When does that start uh, up again for you? Uh, training camp is uh, September 21st. First game in Pittsburgh is October 10th, and the home opener is wow. October 21st. Yeah, wow. it's right around the corner. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of fun with this new kid. Yeah, there's a lot of lots of changes, lots of uh, stuff going on. We'll look forward to that. Absolutely, a lot of things to be excited for. Can't wait. Hey, if you could pull a few strings uh, over there, I would like to get Shawnee on the ice. Uh, <laughs> just him and I, one on one. You know, the gloves come off, and one of us beats the other into a pulp. <laughs> I, I, I can try to best get that man right. left standing if that's possible. Left skating, I you just you just can't use the skates as oh, a we have to, or anything. Oh, we have to have skates on too. <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, we can we can see what we can do. 
I feel like that'd be a heavyweight matchup that no one would want to miss. Are so. you up for that, Schwanny? I'm. A, I am. Yes. All right. Me too. Yep. Yep. Going to end this thing once and for all. <laughs> <laughs> be done with it all. Stay hydrated when you're out there. I hate to sound like one of those uh, radio recordings. Stay hydrated. Find a cool spot. But stay hydrated and find yourself a cool spot. It can be super dangerous. When we talked with Dr. Kevin Most, like we do every Sunday morning, uh, he underlined all that, that in weather like this, uh, you know, we've got we've to stay uh, super hydrated, right, Trani? Absolutely, yes. It's a very good idea to uh, drink plenty of water at this time. Or uh, he, he mentioned, uh, you know, the sports drinks also. Gatorade also. He, yeah. say, he suggested alternating. The, uh, Did he? Have, yeah. a, have a water, have yeah. a, like a Gatorade sports drink, mm-hmm. back and forth, something like that. Yep. Uh, I don't believe that margaritas were part of the no, rotation mix. No, I don't. It wasn't part of that. Although, either. wouldn't that yeah. be tasty right now? <laughs> a nice salty margarita right now. Um, maybe at the Rib Fest uh, later oh, you on, know where what? you're going to you be. Know, one of those slushy ones. Yeah, one right. Slushy margaritas those are good. would be good. Those are good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Rib Fest, you say? Well, yeah. That's coming up this afternoon for you, right? That is, uh, I'm scheduled to be at the uh, annual Rib Fest. I think it's like the 23rd annual, something like that, that they have in the North Center neighborhood, uh, which is basically, it's it's kind of centered at Irving Park and Lincoln, so it'll be easy to find. Uh, but I will be at the judge's, I'm, I'm supposed to be at the judge's desk at 2 o'clock. I'm pretty sure I can make it over there in an hour when we finish the show here today. Okay. So uh, this is my task today. I do it, you know, as a public service for you, the listeners. I'm going to eat ribs all afternoon. <laughs> That's what A it, public service? A public service. <laughs> Uh, and uh, some of the barbecue. See, have you heard of some of these places? Uh, Armadillo's Barbecue? Have you heard of that? No, I don't think so. I don't think I have either. No. It sounds like it might be a Texas place, right? Arm- oh, yeah, we definitely I'm think just it would guessing because yeah. it says Armadillo. Armadillo. Uh, the Awesome Aussie Australian Barbecue Company. Guess where they're from? Um... Boy, I don't know. I think I've had their barbecue before. Australian barbecue is supposed to be a a big deal. I don't want to go into this prejudging, but uh, hmm. (laughs) not that big of a deal. You haven't even gotten there yet. You may like it. This is going to be blind uh, testing anyway, so I won't know which ones are which. So you know, even if I am going with the pre <laughs> preconceived notion, as preconceived they say, notion, I won't know which which slab is is which. So you know, we'll see. Uh, but I, I've had the Australian barbecue before, and it, it's fine. You know, you, can you really go wrong with barbecue? Really, no. With ribs, no. Is there such a thing as a terrible rib? I don't think so. No. Uh, the Austin, Texas Lightning barbecue. Don't know that one either. Don't know that one either. Guess from Texas. Uh, Big Joe's Backyard Barbecue. That I've heard of. They have operations, it says here, in Homer Glen and in Oak Lawn. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's there's a hometown favorite in there. The Blazin' Bronco Barbecue. Not familiar with that one either. Are you? 
No, no. no. Uh, Chicago Barbecue Company. It's called Chicago Barbecue Company, but it was originally Giovanni's in Berwyn, which I used to be obsessed with Giovanni's in Berwyn. Uh, when they were open as a restaurant, I used to go all the way from the city. I'd go out to Berwyn, Berwyn, just to get uh, the ribs at Giovanni's. They were that good. And uh, I expect that, uh, I hope that they're, they're still going to be great. Uh, again, this is a blind testing that, that we judges are doing today. So I won't know, you know, which one is which. All I know is I'm going to sit there. And eat. Like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Bring me another slab of ribs. You're going to look like Fred Flintstone eating the Bronto, the ribs. Put one on the side of my car. <laughs> Watch the car fall over. Car tip over. Uh, Johnson Southern style ribs. Sounds tasty. Oh, Mrs. Murphy and Sons Irish Bistro. They're going to have an entry with amazing, they're calling it Irish whiskey barbecue sauce. That sounds good. It's got potential. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have expected an Irish place to be, you know, ribs, but uh, they're they're right on Lincoln Avenue, right at, you know, their their restaurant is right there. So uh, the Orgy Eats Barbecue. Don't know that one. Not not familiar with that also. Nope. Uh, Robinson's number one ribs. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, Robinson's, yeah. they have delicious ribs. So those are the, uh, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> I can't wait to see you on the air tomorrow morning. <laughs> ten different rib places that I'll be sampling today. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um. Now I've learned from you know judging. I did I did the Burger Fest uh, like a month ago or something. You can only take a bite or two. You can't eat obviously a full slab of ribs, but I'll have, I can eat a couple of ribs, right? Sure, couple, a couple each. Oh, sure, yeah. And then I'll we'll make our choices and uh, we'll see. Go for it from there. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite ribs in Chicago? Is what I want to talk about right now. Uh, I love Twin Anchors. I've always been a fan of Twin Anchors. Over on Sedgwick, they've been open, I think, 75 years, something like that. When Sinatra was in town, he would always send out for Twin Anchors ribs. I love their sauce. It's it's a fall-off-the-bone kind of place. Some places, they make their uh, ribs, they either smoke or grill them, so you have to fight to get the meat off the bone, but some of them cook them such that the meat comes right off. And I'm a fall-off-the-bone kind of guy, which is the way Twin Anchors makes them. I, I think that's my favorite rib in Chicago. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, that one. And our Bridgeport listeners would remember a place many years ago now on Halstead called the Glassdome Hickory Pit. Hmm. Remember the Hickory Pit? The Hickory the Pit. The Hickory Pit. A friend of mine, when I first came to Chicago, took me there, and they they did wonderful barbecued ribs, barbecued chicken. Was a one, it was a family restaurant. Uh, in Bridgeport? On yeah, what? on Halstead. On South Halstead. Yeah, around uh, 28th and Halstead mm. or something like that. Great big building. It's no longer there. They, you know, they closed a long time ago, and the building is now gone, or it's been rehabbed for something else. But I would go over there a lot and get their ribs back mm. in the day. Baby back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love a good baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. Yeah. <laughs> I love my baby back, baby back. 
Uh, Are you done? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not really. Um, I'm trying to think of some others that I like in Chicago. Um, I, I'm telling you, Twin Acres come. Just yeah, keep, that's the one that keeps coming to keeps mind. Coming to yeah. my mind, but how about uh, some of you out there, Carson's? How about Carson's? Are they even still open? I, in is, I believe there is still a Carson's around. Yes, I used to. I used to enjoy going to Carson's back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I used to enjoy at Carson's? Uh, their barbecued pork chops. Absolutely. Those One of the best I ever had. Thick and juicy oh, pork chops. Delicious. Grilled and barbecued. Yes, sir. Oh, those were delicious. They really were. Yeah. They made a good salad also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got you got your money's worth. You trying got a to, full meal. Trying here. to pretend like I was eating healthy when I was going there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had salad also. <laughs> in addition to five pork chops or something uh Car- yeah carson's was good um what's the name of the joint uh geez I, i'm oh gale street inn gale street inn yeah gale sure street inn. They, they make good ribs there mm-hmm. so anyway uh 312-981-7200 since i'm judging this rib contest today oh by the way did i mention two o'clock uh, Irving Park and Lincoln Avenue. If you're in the neighborhood, stroll on by, come and say hello. Uh, make sure I've still got a pulse. May I make a suggestion? Yes, sir. Can you wear a bib, please, when you eat? I've. Uh, you're going to wear a bib. I sent over. Uh, I, I sent a note over to Wrigley Field and asked if I could use one of the tarps <laughs> that they use during the rain delays. <laughs> Since it doesn't that look like it's going to rain today, that I'm going to see, see if they can just drape one of those over uh, on me. That would be. Oh, here we go. Back, baby. Yeah. Okay, Chili's is not in the contest, but I will take the baby back. Uh, we'll get right to the phones after this. Hot fun in Chicago today and this coming week. Cool recipes coming up in the next half hour. But I wanted to talk a little ribs with you today with the big rib fest going on in the North Center neighborhood. Find out your favorite rib joints around the Chicago area. I thought of another one that I love. I had forgotten my cousin Diane. Uh, took me to a place called Hog Wild in Midlothian. Fantastic ribs there. Delicious sauce. I love this place. Hog Wild. Uh, it was 149th and Pulaski. Highly recommended. Uh, how about you? 312-981-7200. What do you like out there? Let's see. Uh, someone on the text line is recommending... Leon's on Cottage Grove. Uh, never been, but uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely up for taking a, a taste. Uh, 708 area code said, place for best fall off the bone ribs is Fox's Pub in Orland Park on 143rd Street. Okay. Uh, somebody here says, I really miss Carson's. I believe they have another location. And then a, a different text says there is still a Carson's. It is in Deerfield. And I think there's one on Well Street in downtown Chicago. No, the Well Street one is absolutely gone. Yeah, the the uh, the the Well Street uh, Carson's is now a cannabis dispensary, uh, by, by the way. So it's gone from, uh, you know, one, one extreme to uh, a completely uh, different one. 312-981-7200. Is this Nettie? Hi, you're on WGN. 
um, saw you at the Springsteen concert last Wednesday. <laughs> Fantastic. That was such Number a good one. show, wasn't it? It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was so great. We weren't in Philly when they canceled. Man, that was a bummer. Um, but I heard you mention Giovanni's and Berwin. I was the same way, obsessed with their ribs and their uh, gratin potato combo. Yes, the gratins. Oh, oh right. God. Now, uh, what you mentioned, the people who um, they're re- resurrecting it. What was the name of it again? It's Dean? called Chicago Barbecue. I got it. I, I had it on my phone, and I. I shut the, I, I closed oh, the site okay. down. But I believe it's called Chicago Barbecue Company. Uh, but it was Chicago Barbecue Company came from Giovanni's in Berwyn. So I'm hoping okay. that it's the the same. Uh, I used to love I, their ribs. Yeah. They were so meaty, and that sauce was so oh delicious. God. Now I've got to find out. I remember Steve and Tom Ferguson owned it. I used to sell them at Right, right, yes. So I will... Check and see if they're the owners again. So what's your favorite now? Do you have a, a go-to rib place now? Um, Probably homemade with our um, family's mullen sauce. <laughs> nice. Our mullen products. They, they, um, they um, provide sauce for different places in the area. But okay. homemade, I don't make them that much, but I, um, I might have to head over to the rib fest today, Dean. Come on over at 2 o'clock. Watch me, watch me break into a, yeah, watch me break into a meat sweat. (laughs) Thanks, Nettie. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Thanks, Nettie. Have a great day. I appreciate the call. Hey, Mike, you're on WGN. What's your favorite ribs? Uh, Miller's Pub. Oh, yeah. The only place open on uh, late at night, the Luke. And uh, they had delicious baby back ribs. I haven't been there in a while, and I, I think they're they're now by the Palmer House on Wabash off Adams right. instead of Adams off Wabash and uh, right. One of my uh, that, that's still one of my favorite places, not just for ribs, but uh, Miller's Pub. You could always that that was my that was my go to uh, before theater place. You know, if I wanted to yes. get get a bite before or after uh, go, seeing something in the theater district, I knew Miller's Pub was going to be open. And uh, I go, yeah. I go over there, and I, so occasionally I would get ribs, but just grab a sandwich, or they made a great burger. Uh, I yeah. also haven't been there for quite a while. I, I'm going to have to stop in and see uh, what it's like. That's the Gallios brothers, right? Had that. I don't know That's if they right. still have it. I, I, I wonder yeah. if it's still in the family. Jimmy Gallios, who's now passed away, uh, used to call in. He he uh, used to call on the Sunday show. And he said, oh, yeah, I'm in the office. I'm doing book work, and I have WGN on. Uh, he yeah. would just call and comment on whatever it was that we were talking about. Yeah. Boy, some good memories so there. That was my favorite place in the city when I was, you know, when we were down, when we'd be downtown was Miller's Pub. Yeah, Miller's Pub is a good, uh, really good choice. I appreciate the call. Thank you very much, Mike. By the way, Bob Surratt back from vacation tomorrow. Looking forward to hearing about his trip to London. When uh, I join him, 8 to 8.30, like I do every weekday morning. Look forward to that right now. Food time. Chicago Radio's only cooking and dining shows on the air. Talking some barbecue today in a minute. Some hot weather recipes where you don't have to turn on the stove. Still have uh, full enjoyment. That's coming up in a couple of minutes here. Uh, Because I'm hosting, I'm not hosting, I am uh, judging. I'm one of the judges uh, at the annual Rib Fest, which is at Irving Park and Lincoln Avenue in Chicago today, 
10 different rib vendors uh, serving up their their goods. Uh, we'll do uh, tastings of all of them and decide which ones are the best. Uh, but I wanted to uh, find out which ones you think are the best first on our phone line at 312-981-7200. And the 708 area code uh, says, uh, Dana, I'm not making this up. Menards sells fantastic ribs. Menards sells pre-cooked frozen ribs, Lloyd St. Louis style. You bake them in the oven for an hour, and they are unbelievably good. We add a bit of our own sauce, but the sauce that's on them are good. When you think of ribs, think Menards. Uh, I have I've I have actually had those Lloyd's St. Louis style ribs, not from Menards, but I was at the grocery store uh, one week, maybe like a month ago or something, and they had these big full slabs of ribs. They were like half off. Uh, and uh, it's like, eh, give them a try. I uh, threw them on the grill. Really, all you're doing is warming them up. They're pre-cooked. They've got sauce on them already. I was like, how bad can they be for, what, it was like like 10 bucks a slab or something. How bad can it be? They were really delicious. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not that much of a rib snob that, uh, oh, you have to, you know, smoke it for 18 hours or, you know, all that has its place. But sometimes just a, a really executed, uh, you know, slab of ribs can be quite delicious. And that includes these pre-cooked ones that uh, apparently you can also, you can go get some uh, drywall and uh, some plumbing supplies, apparently, and some ribs now at Menards. Who knew? Uh, uh, Uncle Bubs in Westmont. It's a shout-out on our text line here uh, from uh, the 708 area code. Uncle Bub's in Westmont is absolutely fantastic. I can go along with that. I haven't been to Uncle Bub's in a while, but uh, I used to make special trips just to Uncle Bub's from the city because I like the ribs so much. There's, they're another one that it's a really good fall-off-the-bone kind of rib. Uh, this their sauce they have several different kinds of sauce but they i I tend to like a sweet and zesty ish kind of sauce and uh, uncle bubs filled that bill for me many times Uh, the village tavern in schaumburg says we had them last night all right here's uh charcos in naperville mugs in schaumburg uh and uh let me see here oh somebody uh, chiming in from the 847 Miller's Pub, is still in the Gallios family. Oh, it's good. That's good to hear. How about you, Mike? Favorite ribs? What's your story? Uh, yeah, I like uh, I like Lem's on the south side. I'm not from Chicago, but I, when I moved here, I was introduced to them, and they have a great tips and link, and they also have some great ribs. And as far as chains go, I would like uh, Pierre Chang's Northern-style ribs and mm. also uh, Famous Dave's. Uh, those are my, my picks. I love Famous Dave's ribs. Uh, I'll go along with you there. I used to live on the south side in the south suburbs, so I, I am familiar with Lem's, and I also enjoyed uh, enjoy their ribs as well. From where did you come into the Chicago area? Uh, east Coast. East Coast. From the East Coast. Now, are there, yeah. were there like you know certain ribs uh, you know in your hometown that... Yeah, we're good. Certain style of ribs. You know, I I prefer the the St. Louis style ribs, uh, but I'm more of a, a if this is kind of divergent. But I like a crab cake and rib combo, huh. sort of sort of take on a surf and turf. 
That's... So I spent a lot of time in, in Maryland, so I, I had the jumbo lump crab cakes, and that that's a whole other discussion right there. Oh, man. That's what's a, a true crab cake. That sounds like a fantastic combo right there. A nice crab right. crab cake and some ribs. You can't go wrong there. I really appreciate Yeah, you can have them shipped. I have them shipped into the, I have them shipped into Chicago sometimes. Oh, is that right. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm going to have to look into that and find out about that. Now now you've got me uh you know wanting to that that particular combo. I'm going to try it. Appreciate the call, yeah. Mike. Have a great day. Thank right. you. You too. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to uh Tom here on the line 2. You're on WGN. Hi Tom. Hi, how are you? Good. The, uh, I think I hear you. Hold on. Uh-oh. Guys, you're on my hello. Supposedly. Testing. One, two. Hello. I'm having a little trouble with the audio. Hold Testing. on one second. Uh oh. Uh oh. All right. Now I got it. There you go. Okay. Uh, the uh, yeah, I won the uh, Mike Rucker Rib Fest in 1986. Oh, is that right? And actually, yeah, and actually, uh, Lyle Dean has had my ribs and said, went on your radio show in 1987 and said they're the best ribs he's ever had. Lyle so. Lyle Dean was quite, he probably still is quite the rib aficionado. He said, yes, and he, he and he and I, I I forget who the other gentleman he brought with. There's another radio personality he was <laughs> friends with. Two of them just went around, and they came, and I came over and cooked ribs for them. Oh, is that but, funny? Uh, now, and, uh, you, you, you know what? Somebody they, asked me about the Royco Rib Fest, and that was that was purely that wasn't vendors or that wasn't restaurants. That was. Yeah. People like yourself, individuals who thought they made great ribs, who entered the contest. Am I remembering that correctly? You're remembering right. 550 people entered the one year I won. Wow! The, uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. We went down and we had a big party and uh, ended up winning the thing. It was uh, a great great time. But uh, Sweet Baby Ribs came in where he came in third the year that I ran. Okay. And his ribs sauce pretty popular. He called me up and he said, uh, you going to market your sauce? He said, nah, I just did it for fun. He said, my family and I are going to market the sauce. I oh, said, well, good oh, luck with that. Oh, wow, look at and that. He's done, pretty good. He's, he's done pretty good. But uh, yeah, I, now, I go, I, Sweet Baby I, Rays I are everywhere now. So tell me, what was uh, what was the secret to your rib success? The uh, secret is, is, is basically... Uh, uh, as I told Mike Royko, it's like got 544 ingredients in the barbecue sauce. But, uh, of course, that was because he had his recipe. He had 543 from his mother. <laughs> but uh, it's just a slow cook uh, based with the base. The real secret is the base. And the base is just one, one stick of butter, mm. uh, two, ta- two tablespoons of red wine vinegar, and one tablespoon of uh, of uh Worcestershire sauce and baste them, turn them every five minutes, and uh, then at the end you put on your barbecue sauce, whatever kind you know, because that's kind of esoteric. Everybody has different right. taste in it. That's right. That's but, right. Uh, I've been going around trying to you know try trying ribs all over the place, you know, and everybody wants me wants my opinion on uh, what's best. And I'll tell you, there's a great place up in Waukegan called Big Ed's uh, Barbecue. Okay, and it. it he does a wonderful job. He just has great. I'm actually, I'm actually over there, going on my way over to have lunch, and he's got a new thing called Wangs. I'm going to see how his wings are. <laughs> he calls chicken wings. Chicken wang W A N G S, right? Wangs. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he has sandwiches too. Sa- <laughs> sandwiches, sandwiches, and wangs. Okay. What what's this called in uh, Waukegan? Big Ed's in Waukegan. Big, Big Ed's. Ed's Barbecue. All right. Next time I'm up that way, I'll get me yeah. some wangs and uh, a sandwich. Well, Paul Pork is pretty good, too, and he's got oh. great beans. He's got, he's got 
of all the ones I've gone to, and I've gone to quite a few since 1986, you know, uh, he's about the best I've found. You know, he does a great, does a great job, real nice guy. And, uh, I, I never had anybody go there and been disappointed, you know, so yeah. he's the, he does back ribs. He does back, but he does have tips, and he has really good burnt ends, too, but the burnt ends go fast. Oh, oh those burnt ends are so good. Yeah, so tasty. Yeah. Well, a pleasure to talk to you and uh, have you on the show again after all, all right. these years. I do remember Lyle uh, years ago, however many years ago that was, uh, coming on and talking about ribs and the Reich- yep. Mike Royko. Mike Royko, for those that don't know, was maybe one of the most famous Chicago uh, columnists. Uh, both in the the Tribune and the the Sun Times, and he he did a rib cookoff for for several years. That was well. It, it turned out that Lyle's uh, daughter actually married my uh, nephew. Oh, no, how about that? And so that's when I made the ribs for him as a as a, as a pre wedding gift to them. I we invited him. I, he had me make ribs for his uh, uh, future father in law and his friend. How about so that? Was, uh, how about that? That's great. <laughs> Tom, a pleasure to talk to you. I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. 1248 Dean Richards Sunday morning show in our food time segment. Chicago Radio's original cooking and dining show. Talking ribs today. I've got some cool recipes for a hot day. I had uh, a pasta salad the other day. It's not completely. You don't have to turn the stove on, but you know you make you make a, a, a pasta. In this case, some orzo, which is the rice shaped uh, pasta, done in seven minutes, seven you know ten minutes tops. Um, you you get the uh, you cook the orzo until it's al dente, and uh, just set it aside. And in the meantime, you prepare the other ingredients that are going to go in it. You take. A cucumber, seed the cucumber, unless you buy the, uh, you know, those long English uh, cucumbers that are pretty seed-free. I actually prefer those. And I prefer organic, by the way, also. I don't always spend the extra money for organic, but I think it does make a difference with the uh, cucumbers. So take a cucumber, slice it down the middle, uh, slice that down the middle. So now you've got, you know, it's in quarters. And uh, cut them into slices. So you've got a bunch of bite-sized slices. Take a small red onion and chop that. Uh, take some garlic, like one clove of garlic. Uh, I, I put it on the grater so it uh, pulverizes. I love the taste of garlic, but if you don't chop it small enough, and sometimes you get a piece of garlic, I love it. But uh, you're going to pay for it for a couple of days afterwards. I grate the zest off of one lemon, and that goes in. So I've got the cucumbers, onion, garlic, the zest of one lemon. I take about a cup of Greek feta cheese. I like the uh, the Dudoni feta cheese. Look for that when you're in the store. Dudoni. Don't get the one that's crumbled already. And some of the other brands are they're they're just not as tasty. Uh, but if you want a really authentic tasting Greek feta cheese, I, I always buy uh, Dudoni. I have no connection to them whatsoever, except that I love their cheese. Uh, if you uh, like capers, I happen to I take maybe like a quarter cup of capers and put that in the mix also. So I've got the cucumber, the onion, the garlic, 
the lemon zest, the feta cheese, and the capers. I put that pasta now, which is cooled down, the orzo. I put that into the mix with some salt and pepper. And uh, if I have some parsley, some fresh parsley, that's delicious. If you have some mint, fresh mint, that's delicious. Just cut it up thinly, toss that into the mix, and you have one of the most delicious summer salads that i mean you had to you had to make the pasta but it's pretty much a no cook uh you know pasta salad recipe that's really different it's not creamy a lot of uh, uh pasta salads have so much mayonnaise in them and on a hot day like this i i don't care for mayonnaise you know i i prefer pasta salads that are like vinegar oil vinaigrette uh olive oil you know a little a little fresher a little easier to take on a 90-degree day. Uh, But let's get to some more of your suggestions for uh, rib places. Julie, you've got an update on what the deal is with Carson's? Hi, Dean. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Sure. I just wanted to correct if it was the same Carson's we're talking about, but they're known for their ribs. Yeah. And they're they're still in, um, I I think, Northbrook, but it could be Deerfield. Deerfield. They're on the corner of Lake Cook and... Waukegan Road. My yeah. husband was in White Hall, and when he got out, we said, "Oh, look at Carson's is still open." We didn't know if they made it through COVID, right? So we went to dinner there, and fantastic dinner. Oh, good. Uh, the The plate was just beautiful. Their salads are wonderful. So I always like the salads. Yeah, I always like the salads at Carson's, and I think we oh, we did fantastic. check on this. Deerfield is there. That's the only location now. They did have several locations in the suburbs and in the city, both. But uh, I don't know if it was COVID or just evolution. You know, there's some yeah. some restaurants don't just last. But that one in Deerfield is uh, going strong, and it, according yeah, to yeah, it's very strong. Good. Well, it's good. always packed. Do you ever so, have the pork chops there? I have not, but I um, I'm not a big fan of ribs just because they're so messy. Yeah, and I always end up getting it on my clothes. So, <clears throat> but otherwise, fantastic presentation. The yeah. food was delicious, and yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there okay, for anyone good. that wants to think they're all gone, but I'm, they made it, and that lot is always filled. There's one. There's one left so, now. See. Here's the difference yep, between the, here's the the <laughs> difference between you and I, Julie. I don't consider yeah. it a successful rib dinner until I've got sauce on my clothes. Yeah, that's true. I hope you have a my great day. My husband too. He's yeah. the same way. Yeah, you got to dig in and enjoy. Julie, have a great day today, and thank you for the call. I uh, let's see here. Pat is no longer there, so let's go to Joanne. You're on WGN. Hello. Hi, hi, Dean. Thanks for having me on. I wanted to second the uh, um, recommendation for Big Ed's in Waukegan, and they just had a, a nice write-up in the Chicago Trib today, oh, okay. and uh, they're going to be opening up a new, a new, larger restaurant, oh, okay. and um, can't wait to to that happens. But is it also going to be in Waukegan? I think it'll be just a little bit north of their location in Waukegan. Okay, all right. Yeah, and then um, I'm a little farther south, but that's worth the drive. And in Wheeling, they have a new place called Heaven's Barbecue on Earth. Heaven's Barbecue. It's on Dundee Road in Wheeling. Well, off of Dundee in a little shopping plaza. Okay, all right. Just terrific. St. Louis and baby back ribs and terrific pulled pork, pulled chicken. 
and uh, terrific butter cookies for dessert. Oh, that's nice. You know, you know what is uh, I think uh, doesn't get enough uh, as much credit as it should is the pulled chicken. While I love pulled pork, pulled chicken is so easy to make, and you can. I, I've served it to my family, and they thought it was pulled pork. And then I tell them later that that was pulled chicken. They had no idea. It's just so yeah. delicious. This is terrific. And then he offers, you know, a little uh, uh, a dollar upcharge to put the coleslaw on top of the sandwich. Oh, and it just nice. picks it up to the top level. Nice. The coleslaw on top of the pulled chicken or pork. Yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah. That's a very Memphis-y thing to do right there. I appreciate the terrific call. Terrific stuff. Thank you. Thank you for the episode today. I like this. Thank you. Thank you for the call and uh, participating. I appreciate that. All right. That is going to wind it up for us today. I appreciate you all joining us every uh, Sunday morning. We always have some fun, and I'm so glad that uh, you also can be part of it. See you tomorrow morning. Bob Surratt's back from vacation between 8 and 830. We'll look forward to that. Of course, on the WGN-TV morning news, uh, Monday through Friday, with all the entertainment news and our uh, A-list interviews and uh, all that we provide there. And our Wednesday cooking segment. Also, where I'm going to be doing some frozen drinks this week for this super hot weather. So look forward to that. Speaking of the super hot weather, I'll see you this afternoon in about an hour at 2 o'clock at North Center Town Square, uh, 4100 North Damon, for the annual Rib Fest. I'll be uh, one of the judges today. Uh, let's see how I survive <laughs> tasting all of those ribs. Uh, and, the, you know, tune in the TV morning news tomorrow and see uh, how much more inflated I look.